You already know what it is. We got Aaron Singerman and PJ Braun holding it down for you and yours. The best in bodybuilding. Iron Empire Radio. Check it. You fucking with an Iron Empire. Harder than shells from a piece when I fire. Harder than hell. Feel the heat PJ, we are back. Iron Empire Radio is on the air. Yes, this is usually when you ask me what number uh, radio show it is, and I always say that I don't know. Um, you want to guess? You want to guess what it is? I'm going to guess, and you can guess, and we'll see who's right. Okay. Um, you go first, because I'm pretty sure I have an idea. How many do we are we at? I, I'm going to guess that it is uh, number 22. 22. That's exactly what I was going to guess. See, you, you know more than you play like you know. <laughs> I really don't know. So you just tell me, you're just, like, I, I don't know, I don't know, just, but you know. Maybe there was a two on my computer screen that I was looking at or something. Yeah, right, it's like completely random, right? <laughs> yeah. It actually is number 22, so you're to- you're actually very correct. So from now on, when I ask you that, don't even like be like, you know, say, ah, oh, I'm not sure or whatever, I don't know. You just make something up and it'll probably be right. So there you go. So uh, people might be listening now and they're thinking to themselves, um, PJ doesn't sound as good as Aaron and, uh, I tried to peer pressure you and have all a bunch of the listeners peer pressure you into going to the store and buying a microphone today. You just told me today, you don't like anything inconvenient. Inconvenience is not PJ Braun's thing. And, uh, I wanted to inconvenience you a little bit and send you out to buy a microphone. And here you are on the cell phone again. I will get a microphone soon. I'm cheap. You know that I'm cheap. That's part of it. Um, you know, you wanted me to invest in a uh, video camera for $300 that would take really good uh, videos for Iron Mag Labs and for my own use. And I don't feel that the videos look any better than my iPhone videos, personally. They um, do. They do look better. That, than they, do. they do look better than that. After that, uh, I didn't really feel the need to in, uh, invest in the microphone. I will get one soon. I'm just so busy and overwhelmed, and I'm like borderline having a nervous breakdown. It, it might happen any day. I'm hoping that I don't. Like just like, like that movie falling down with Michael Douglas. <laughs> that, that, that might happen to me out here. I'm like borderline. I, I'm starting to say shit to people in the gym. I, I've been like kind of like getting mouthy. Watch, watch out! You could be like some people could be by their pool, like you know, having a barbecue, and you could just push through the bushes with your shotgun, and uh, <laughs> just like Michael Douglas. Yeah, that's not how it would go down. I mean, I would freak out like he like he freaked out, but it wouldn't be something simple. With like a shotgun, I would probably like like put like a, a pool ball and like a tube sock and just go around like clubbing people. With it. So, are you getting uh, are you getting kind of crusty at the gym with people now that you're dieting and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know, I was training this girl yesterday, one of my uh, bikini girls, and, and we were doing a circuit, and we were doing like a, a pretty thorough circuit, and you know, we had our own little area. I, I purposely brought her to this quiet area of the gym to do it. And one of the things that she was doing was a, a weight-assisted um, pull-up, right? And um, we were on our last uh, rotation of the circuit, and it was it was obvious what we were doing. And this this guy who I, I wasn't familiar with came over with his girl, and he started to put her on the uh, weight-assisted pull-up machine, which is fine. We all share, uh, and I'm always very very polite when I start with people. You get one shot with me, so I uh, I said to the guy, "Hey man, just so you know." Uh, we got one more time through our circuit, you know, we're on there, um, and then we'll be done, just so you know. And uh, I wanted his answer to be like, oh, yeah, no problem, no war work in, I would say whatever way. But that, that's not what he said. Uh, instead, he thought about it, 
as if like 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 it was his machine. And uh, he thought about it, and he goes, "Yeah, I guess that's fine." And I didn't. I don't know, dude. Like like I'm just so edgy lately that I didn't like that response. So my response back to him was, "Yeah, it is fucking fine," because I was here first. <laughs> and the guy was just like, he got like real quiet, and the girl that he was with got like scared and. I don't know, I guess I have this thing that I do with my eyes that, that Amber calls the crazy eyes. I don't really know what it is, but I guess like when I'm mad, I do it. Uh-huh. Um, and she was, like, when I told her the story, she was like, did you give him the crazy eyes? And I was like, I don't know, I don't know what the crazy eyes are. And she's like, oh, when you're mad, you do this thing with your eyes, it's scary. <laughs> like your eyes, like, get all bugged out of your head. Um, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny, because I was uh, telling my mom that, and my mom was like, oh, yeah, and this vein comes out of your head, too. And I was like, really? So this is, like, a known thing, and, like, the people that are close to me, like, the, the crazy eyes. So, um, I, I, I guess, guess I haven't seen you mad enough to, know, to notice the crazy eyes. Thankfully, I haven't seen that enough. Well, me and you are usually, uh, you know, when, when we see each other, it's all shits and giggles most of the time. <laughs> we don't see each other. We don't see each other for a long time. So when we get together, we don't have time for... You know, we don't have time to be fighting unless we're together for more than like four or five days. Then, then, it, then it can happen. <laughs> that's that's accurate. I think that's accurate. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you haven't uh, hurt anybody or gotten any fights at the gym. I think that would be uh, counterproductive. Yeah, I don't want to fight anybody. I'm too old to fight. But people sure are irritating me out here. Everything is so much harder out here, and I have no like uh, friends or family to help me with anything. So it's just like you know, I'm not saying that I need help. You know, but, you know, it's it's nice when you can't have somebody to help you out a little bit here and there, you know, and it's just like, I got nothing, you know, so it's like, I don't know who to ask for advice on anything, you know, I don't know where anything is, I got to figure everything out on my own, you know? Yeah, um, let's, since we're talking about bad stuff and how much you hate California, I think this is a good segue into uh, your drug classes, or the difficulty of finding drug classes, you probably ought to give a little background. People are like, drug classes, so you probably ought to... Yeah, so, alright, um, yeah, this is super annoying. It's one of the most annoying things in my life. This is probably the main stressor in my life right now. So, uh, back uh, last year, um, I got in trouble uh, for doing actually nothing, which is awesome. Um, and um, uh, I uh, was friends with a gentleman who was involved in a giant, like, uh, marijuana trafficking thing that involved uh, mafia, Hell's Angels, like uh, Bonanno Crime Family. I mean, it, it was crazy. And this guy was one of my workout partners. I loved the guy. He was awesome. But I didn't know he was like that big of a deal doing crazy stuff like that. And I don't even smoke weed. Um, anyway, uh, when police came to question me about him because he was uh, arrested on federal charges, um, I allowed them to come into my house. Uh, they didn't have a warrant or anything. I let them come right in because I don't do anything wrong. And, um, they asked to look around, and when they looked through my house, they found nine Percocets. And uh, they were able to use that uh, to get me, basically, to... Uh, they wanted me uh, to be able to most likely testify against him, which is what we thought was going to happen. Um, but eventually, uh, they realized that I had nothing to do with anything, and they just basically let me go. Um, but I did uh, go through uh, hiring uh, Rick Collins, who's a very powerful... Uh, lawyer uh, that is very known in the industry, and uh, Rick Collins uh, appointed uh, another very powerful lawyer in Connecticut uh, to me, who was outstanding. Uh, but eleven thousand dollars later, and numerous numerous court appearances later, uh, they basically said you are going to do this drug education program, uh, and when you do the program, your case will be completely dropped. You will have a clean record, and that's what I want. I want a clean record. 
Now, to be honest with you, hindsight is twenty twenty. If I knew everything that I have to go through at this point, I probably would have been like, you know what, can we just like give me a fine or something instead? <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, so uh, in Connecticut, I was going to have to do a 15-hour drug education program. And I went to the place. Uh, they evaluated me, and they actually felt bad for me. It's very obvious that I'm not a drug addict. I do not belong in there with, you know, heroin addicts and things like that. Um, and um, they put me in, you know, the most minor-level program. Well, I decided to move to California, and I hastily moved out here. So we had them... Uh, transfer my uh, program out here. Now, I've run into a problem. California does not have this program. So I had to go uh, contact my lawyer, who then con- made me contact another woman who specializes in this kind of stuff, who had no clue what I was supposed to do. So she uh, faxed me a bunch of information on all these uh, outpatient drug programs out here in California. Right, So basically narrowed it down to places that are within like an hour of me, right? So uh, I had a whole list, and I was just going through the list today, calling each one, speaking to different people. Uh, and basically, uh, things are so much different out here that, number one, they would want me to, like, enroll in a program, right? So I would either have to check myself in to, like, a rehab program, which is absolutely not necessary in any way and completely uh, absurd, uh, or uh, go into these, like, basically, like, uh, evaluations with a psychologist or whatever, and then uh, a thorough, like, four- to six-month process of outpatient treatment that they do. And, and this is, like, standard everywhere. I cannot find anybody that does it how Connecticut does. So I'm just calling place after place after place, and the people are like, no, we don't do it like that here. And I'm like, listen, I'm not doing something for six months. you got to be kidding me. This is just insane. You know, I want to do this as fast as I'm banging out 15 hours in one day if I can. I mean, I don't expect that, but there's no way I'm going to do it for six months. So uh, I I was really, really frustrated with that today. Finally, they gave me uh, the number to this place that I can fax all my my court papers over to, and the guy will see what he can do to help me out. But that just really put me in a bad mood today because, you know, today was my day off, and I try to get things like that taken care of on my day off. Um, and uh, it still isn't taken care of yet. Well, if that isn't bad, PJ, then losing in the in uh, Twitter and me beating you to 3,000 followers ha- had to make this uh, last few days even worse. You know what? It didn't really bother me because it wasn't fair. So, I mean, if it was a, if it was fair and I lost to you, of course you would say I'll that. be a little more upset. Of course you would say that. But you, you, you started it when I didn't even know. You uh, you had a full 24 hours uh, of, of, of racing without me even being it. It'd be like, it'd be like, it's like, it's like I compare it to you being in a motorized wheelchair like 10 yards from the finish line in a 100-yard dash, and I might be Carl Lewis, but you're giving me impossible circumstances. <laughs> Whatever that that analogy is uh, is very descriptive, and I appreciate that. But the truth of the matter is, I put it on your Facebook so you could know you just happen to be sleeping late, and uh, that's what happens when you sleep late. You know, you lose, jump, so you lost. Well, not only not only do I sleep late, but I'm also three hours behind. So, oh. I mean, say I sleep till you know eleven or twelve o'clock one day, 
it's why it's straight up in the afternoon. You had a, a whole day at the East Coast. You knew, though, so, but let's be honest. You knew at 1500 we decided, when we raised to 1500 you we said 3000 So when I got to yeah, 2900 I it, said... You, I, you conveniently decided to have this. When you noticed that you had a nice big cushion ahead of me, you decided to sneakily have the competition when I wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. We'll do another one. Uh-huh. Okay, this I'm saying right now. PJ Braun, everybody listening, 4000 4000 We didn't, just to be completely fair, I lost $100 on the last one. I didn't make you pay me anything, so. No. I just get to brag a little bit. Next time at $4,000, we will go another, we'll do double or nothing. We'll do $200 on this next one. Or I guess it's not <laughs> double or nothing, it's just double. So. We can, we can do, we can do a, a race. Uh, a funny thing happened on Twitter today. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is, this is funny. I want to bring this up. And it's funny when, um, you know, new people, that aren't like really uh, into Twitter, start getting into Twitter, and then you have your regular. We have our regulars, like we have like um, a lot of my clients. We have like uh, A Town Brown tweets both of us all the time. Yeah, um, you know we have a few guys that, 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 that tweet both of us all the time. You know, like my my client um, Greg Racky, who is uh, on Twitter. He's um, GRX Performance. He tweets us both all the time. So I uh, <laughs> I um. I signed up this new this new client, this, this, this uh, bikini model, and um, she's going to get her into competing. Um, but she's already done a lot as far as like lingerie modeling and stuff. She's a beautiful girl, and I want her to um, start getting into you know Twitter and Facebook for her career. You know, right? So I, and I told her I told her I wanted to get on Twitter, and I'm telling everybody to follow her, right? So you know she she's very new to Twitter. You know she doesn't even I don't know if she really gets it yet. You know, right. so she put this is this is pretty funny. I had to actually backtrack through the whole thing to see what was going on, but I saw that she was like arguing and and like defending herself almost to GRX performance, who's my guy Greg Racky, who's a great guy. He's a great client, but he's a little bit of a wise ass sometimes, but it's friendly, it's completely friendly. Uh-huh. So I'm I, I go back through their conversation because I'm like, are these two fighting? And I see him like apologizing, like saying like take it easy and stuff. And um <laughs> Hold on, let me go back to see exactly what she said. She said, because <laughs> then I saw her like saying, "I didn't mean for it to come out like that." I guess she realized it later on. Uh, hold on, let's let's uh, let's open this up real quick just so I can see this here. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> she put like, "I'm really happy to be part of Team Braun Fitness." You know, you know, I'm I'm really excited. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna make him proud. A couple other people were like, you know, he's the best. Whatever. Uh, and, um, and, and, uh, Greg said something to her or whatever, you know, he's changed my life. And she put, uh, I, <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to take care of him as if he, I'm going to take care of him as if, as he is of me. I won't let him down. But she put, I'm going to take care of him as he is of me. <laughs> and so Greg, so Greg put, oh, so it's like a barter system you guys got going on. It was like, oh, ain't got so I get it now that I read back and saw like what he said, and and she she was like absolutely not. I am uh, just saying that all his hard work and diet and customized plan that I'm going to follow it and blah, blah blah. And she goes into this whole long thing and going on and on and on. And he was like, "Geez, I'm even plotted over here. I'm just messing around." And then she finally realized like what it, you know if you look at it like from especially people that know us and how we joke around and stuff. Right. Me, like how that could be like you know perceived as sexual. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> I thought I thought that was pretty funny. So we gonna take care of me. That's pretty funny. Very funny. Um, well, she, if she listens to the radio show, she'll learn a little bit about our, our humor, I guess. 
You probably don't want her listening. You probably don't want any of the clients listening. I have one. Listen, this happens to me a lot. Now, I have a lot of clients that already know about me and already know about the radio show. Now, I have other clients that are completely brand new. They don't really know. They know I'm a bodybuilder. They know I'm a smart guy. They don't know anything about the craziness, you know? And all of a sudden, this has been happening lately. A lot of my clients that really enjoy working with me, they start kind of looking into me a little bit. Uh-huh, right. And what's happening is they're checking out the radio show. Now, sometimes like these are people that are, you know, older, you know, you know, conservative adults and whatnot. Uh, I had a couple school teachers, uh, things like that, uh, that, co- that come, come across as very conservative. And I had one of them, sweet, sweet, sweet woman, right? Because uh, I get embarrassed a lot, but they're like, no, no, that's funny. A sweet, sweet, sweet woman, I would never, ever think that she'd listen to our show and like it. Uh-huh. Um, she teaches, like, little kids, like, like dance classes and stuff. Right. Um, and she was like, oh, I, I finally got around to listening to your radio show the other day with exclamation points after it. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Uh-huh. And I, I, I was like, oh, my God, you listen to Iron Empire Radio? And she, she was like, yes, it was hilarious. I loved it. I'm going to listen to every one now. And I was like, really? Wow. And I was like, that's great. That's fantastic. I, I wouldn't have expected that. And she was like, yeah, you guys are so funny. And I was like, well, I was a little nervous at first. We can get a little crazy on there. And she was like, no, no, it's funny. I loved it. So I was like, all right, good. Um, yeah, I got to tell you, at the Orlando Europa Show of Champions, I had a lot of people come up to me. I I, I don't want to say, I mean, depending on what you consider, it seemed like a lot. It was actually five yeah. different uh, occasions that people came up to me and they didn't say, uh, hey, I like Iron Empire Radio. That's not how it started. They came up to me. It's so weird. I, like you would think this was rehearsed. And five different occasions, people came up to me and said, so many fucking pros. There's so many fucking pros up in here. <laughs> it was amazing. And one of them turned out to be Assad Malik, who uh, asked for a shout out regularly. And he didn't even introduce himself. He just came up and said, so many fucking pros. And then he left. Yeah, I've, I've been having people do that to me, too. They love so many fucking pros. It's unbelievable. And uh, and they were right. There were so many fucking pros in there. And uh, It's funny that so many fucking pros is the thing that's, that, that caught on of all the things, you know? You would have thought maybe we could have got the gay is cool or the Isaac stuff caught on, but, I mean, what can you say about that? Oh, sorry, uh, Isaac did catch on, yeah. 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 Um, the uh, gay, we, we've kind of left the gay is cool. That kind of got moved on. We passed over that. Yes, yes, we did. Dr. Sean, we, we haven't had Dr. Sean in a while. His last performance on the show was uh, subpar, so... It was hard. Yeah, Doctor Sean's last performance kind of uh, he, he kind of <laughs> forced himself into early retirement. <laughs> People don't realize, but that show we had about twenty five minutes of Doctor Sean that I actually edited it out because it was like he just kept going on and on about. I, I a, felt I felt I, I felt like Doctor Sean just verbally exhausted me in that radio show. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, the truth is that Doctor Sean is very funny in person, and I think we caught him on a bad day. I think that he was having yeah. problems. Dr. Sean will, um, if people don't know and they haven't heard Dr. Sean, he is my uh, friend who is a gynecologist who is Jewish and also happens to be extremely gay. Um, so, uh, And he's a bo- huge bodybuilding fan. He loves PJ Braun, you know, uh, uh, bodybuilders in chat. He actually wanted to buy your underwear, and I think he was pretty, pretty serious about that. But, um, I will sell him something. I know, I know. Um, but you could use that money to buy a fucking microphone. Sorry, Isaac. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, so uh, anyway, um, Dr. Sean was talking about having a, a, a platonic relationship with a bodybuilder being a gay non-bodybuilder. And uh, I feel like we like kind of got him at like a sensitive moment. You know what I mean? Like maybe he was having some 
some issues personally with like uh, body non-gay bodybuilders who he was talking to. I know that he, you know, he sponsors a lot of guys, so maybe he had kind yes, of had sponsor. feelings for one of his sponsees, and uh, they were not returning those feelings, something like that, because he seemed very worked up. Yeah, he was upset. It was obvious, you know, that 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 had been something that had affected him in his personal life. The problem was, and this is what happens sometimes when you get upset and you and you can go off on tangents, is that I could have surmised everything that he said in probably like two hundred words or less. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but he just kept on going and going and going and going and going and going. And um, I think I, I had like texted you, like I, I don't even know it's. Like, I was like, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> you were a tally. You were a tally for I turned into tally, tally from South Park. Yeah. I, uh, I, didn't, I honestly wanted to throw in a towel for the show when he was done after that. Yeah, you were, like, so, you were like, yeah, we, when we, we got him off, you're like, I, I don't know if I can keep going. <laughs> 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 you're like, I, I think I might be done. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I'm laughing is because I was being serious. I know, I know. We both were. were you know, we... we you were like, you were like, I don't know how to edit this. You were, you were like, you were like shocked. You were like, I don't know how to approach this. Well, I was, if you remember, like, I was trying to cut him off. I would cut him off and, and try to redirect him. And then he would just keep going like I, like I didn't even, he would be like, okay, okay, Aaron. And he'd be like, now let's talk about, um, and he'd go right back into the subject again. And I'd be like, whoa, you know, <laughs> how is this happening? Yeah, that's a whole other show. Um, uh, okay, I want to ask you a question. Uh, this is a Darielle question. This is a relationship question from me to you. Um, mm-hmm. As you well know, I'm doing pretty well now uh, financially, and Darielle is, you know, not not doing a lot of having to work. You know, she is pregnant and everything, and um, mm-hmm. so she's not working like she used to, and uh, that's fine with me. Matter of fact, I would like it if Darielle doesn't have to work at all. And I think that that uh, obviously when she has the baby, that's going to be the case. And maybe maybe that'll be the case from here on out. You know, I like to have her around. You know, I enjoy her company. Uh, you know, I like for her to be able to help me with my stuff. She does a lot of things for me. But my question comes to, about buying stuff, just buying mm-hmm. stuff in general. You know, look, I, I'll admit it. I'm a little bit of an impulsive buyer. You know, like when I see something I want, you know, a lot of times. Like, 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 like when you bought that camera that day when you were out here. Right, right. That's actually a very good example. I went into a, a, a store by your house. And, for a battery. Uh, yeah, I went in for a battery, and I saw a sale for a digital camera that was very nice uh, that, I had seen <laughs> on the, that I had seen on the internet for 600 bucks, and it was like, what? It was like 400 bucks. It was like 25% off or something, yeah. and, uh, and I bought it. You were very happy. And I bought like, it. Look how far it zooms. Yeah, I was, <laughs> oh, it's, it's a 24-time zoom. So, yeah, I was pretty fucking pumped about it. And uh, Daryl actually loves that camera, by the way. Um, but uh, yeah, I bought it. I bought it on impulse, and a lot of times, you know, if I have money, in the past, I would do stuff that was probably not advisable because if you only have two thousand dollars in the bank, you probably shouldn't buy something that's a thousand dollars, you know. And I understand that. Um, but now I'm not in that situation anymore, where I only have a thousand dollars. So, like, when I want to buy stuff, sometimes I think that you know, considering I'm paying all the bills and we're doing okay and we have money in savings and everything. Sometimes I think that, you know, if it's a reasonable purchase, I should be able to do it. But Darielle is, you know, much more fiscally responsible than me. And um, even things that I, I think seem very reasonable, she usually says, you know, no. And um, and, I, and she even tells me that if I were to buy that, she would take it back and return it. Uh, like she is a, very smart with her money. I like that. Yeah, she's I've actually told people that, that that was one of the ways that she will benefit uh, you is that she's good at managing money. 
Yes, I agree. But like, so this is what I this is, I got two things that I want right now. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I want the, the really the main thing I want is a newer car. Um, I have a 2004 Ford Explorer that um, is drivable, but it's not mm-hmm. like it's not good. Put it to you this way: like yeah, the, you've wanted a new a new car for a while. We've discussed this before. Yeah, I've wanted a new car for a while, and mm-hmm. um, basically, this car, like I said, is drivable, but it's not like it's not. It's not bad, you know, but the air conditioning is kind of going out. Uh, there's some problems. I probably need to replace all the tires. There's just some problems with the car. I could probably sell it right now for about five grand. That's about all it's worth. Um, maybe six grand. Um, mm-hmm. Now, there, you know, Darielle just got a new car that we're leasing, um, basically about the same price as her old car. But um, so we're paying about three hundred and twenty bucks a month for Darielle's new Honda CRV. I want to lease a car. Um, I don't want to get anything crazy expensive, something that's about $350 a month, something around there, less than $400 a month. She says, no, no way, no way. Absolutely not. So, uh, that, and I'd like what to buy, she, want to she wants me to wait. She wants me to wait for a while till after the baby, till we're more mm-hmm. settled and, you know, things are more like, uh, definite, you know, um, and, uh, just basically wait and, uh, you know. Maybe that's the right thing to do. I'm not saying that she's wrong. I'm, just, I'm asking your opinion. Another thing I'd like is a, a bigger TV for the um, for the den. I'd like to take the TV we have in there now and put that in our room because we have no TV in the room. Uh, I'm, I'm a big TV fan, so you're not big TV fan. I am a big TV fan. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Stuff. Yeah. You are. That's what I was going to say. So I want to get the one that we have, which is 42 inches, which is fine. I, I'm not going to say it's bad. People are listening. You know, I'm not a TV snob or anything like that. But I'd like to have a TV in in the bedroom. And so I don't. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me to buy another small TV. I rather buy something bigger, like to have like a theater. Because you, you know, I love to watch movies, as you do. Um, so like that seems like something like that would be a good purchase that will last a long time. That I would enjoy, Without that she would enjoy, that people could come over and watch. So I've looked into it, and I found one that I like, and I showed it to her. I told her about it, and she was like, absolutely not. So I want to I ask you, what is reasonable uh, for me? What do you think? Give me well, your how opinion. Much is, how much is the TV? Um, well, I want this. I mean, it's big. I want the big one. I how want many inches is it? 84 inches. Oh, that's a badass TV. Yeah. Well, how much money? Okay, so it's on, Best Buy right now. The retail is thirty nine hundred, basically four grand, and it's on yep. sale right now for twenty eight hundred bucks. A good deal for TV that size. I know it would be huge, right? It would be awesome. The, the thing, the thing with TVs is like every six months they're outdated, and that that it'll keep going down. Like my my TV, um, when it first came out, was fifteen hundred dollars, and I got it for nine hundred ninety nine. Right. And I'm I'm sure it's probably even less than that now. And mine is 55 inches. So I mean, an 84 inch TV that's a that's a movie screen of a TV. I mean, to me, in my opinion, the TV is a better investment than leasing the car. Really? Um, yeah, because the TV you're going to put a chunk of money down in one shot. Boom, it's done. And that TV, if you're smart, uh, and you know, if you're not, you know interested in upgrading from 84 inches will last you years and years and years. Yeah. You know what I mean, I mean yeah, you're right um, about the, about the TV is changing. Like this thing is like, um, 1080 I or whatever. 
and 120 megahertz, this TV. So, like, there's better TVs out now, but, you know, yeah. as you know, there, there's no, for me and for you and for Darielle, it's not going to matter if it's 120 megahertz or 240 no. or if it's going to be this or that. I'm not going to be able to tell the difference. Yeah, we, we grew up with picture tube TVs. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so these, these TVs are fantastic for us. Right. And to watch movies and stuff like that on my TV, I will keep my TV as long as it works. Right. You know, I, I bought it a couple of years ago. And it was the first time, because you know me, I never spent money on anything. You were thrilled. You were thrilled. That was, that, that was, that was hard for me to do that. And uh, me and Cristal, we went to look at them. And, um, you know, I really wanted the big TV. And I said, uh, should I really spend $1,000 on this TV? And he looked at me and he goes, what the fuck else are you going to spend your money on? <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, you're right. I, mean, I don't spend my money on anything. And I do love the TV. It's a good investment. You know, yeah. so I, two years ago I spent that money, and I'm still, you know, I, I don't plan on on getting another TV anytime soon. So if you factor it in, if you if you break it down, it's the way my grandpa does things. Uh, he breaks it down into days, which is I love when he does stuff like this. I find this to be very uh, uh, amusing. If you, this TV lasts you five years, right. you can say you know you paid a thousand dollars, and you can break it down into what you actually at this point have paid a day. So eighteen, it'd be, it'd be about eighteen hundred days or something like that, like seventeen hundred yeah. days. You paid a thousand dollars, so it's like eighty cents a day, seventy-five cents a day. You're paying for the TV. Yeah, is it's it worth? Is it worth seventy-five cents a day for the television? Yes, uh, and I say without a doubt. I mean, oh. think about it. If you if you go out to eat McDonald's every day, right? That's five bucks every day. Absolutely, absolutely, at least. So that's that's you know thirty-five bucks a week. You know, times four for a month. Uh, 140 bucks. 140 bucks, yeah. Think about how much money that you'll spend on McDonald's. You won't think twice about it. So why not spend that money in one chunk on something else that's going to give you a lot of good times? So this is now comes the real issue. Uh, If I were to do that and to just do it without Darielle's consent, then uh, Mm -hmm. I would be in a lot of trouble, I think. I feel like I would be in a lot of, I would uh, be in some hot water. So I would do it when she's like, when she's like just like two weeks about to have the baby. Cause then she's going to be like so focused on everything else that she really won't be able to be that mad at you. And even if she is really, really mad, the baby's coming at, at any time. And that's a huge just a diversion right there. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting idea. The, 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 the car, I'm not a big fan of, of, uh, financing or leasing cars and making payments on cars. I understand a lot of people have to do that. And if you were going to do one or the other, I would say to lease it because cars depreciate in value as soon as you take a step out of the lot. You know what I mean? I've always been one to try to, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be able to be uh, able to pay for all my cars in just one shot and not have to worry about it. Not to mention you got some fucking amazing deals, okay? You got some amazing deals. I've been truly lucky. With all the shitty luck I've had in my life, I've been truly lucky when it comes to, like, cars. I mean, I had one client client, uh, years ago when I was young gave me a car. I was like, do you want this car? Have it. I was like, sure. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it, uh, I, I've had things like that happening over the years. Um, but even so, like, uh, you know, before I got the, uh, the Mercedes, I was like, fuck, I was like, sorry. I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm like talking to my grandpa. And I'm like, do I lease it or do I find it? I remember that. I remember that. And, uh, cause I was going to just going to go and get a Honda Civic cause I loved Honda Civic, you know? And, uh, they're really reliable or good cars. Uh, and then this wound up happening. 
Um, Instead of a Honda Civic, you got an S series Mercedes. That's that's interesting. Yeah, so you know, worked out good for me. Uh, but but I'll tell you the way I am, I would hate making that payment every month. Yeah, yeah, you would. But I, I don't know. I, like I could, I can afford it. So it's like uh, I, I, I know I know you can afford it, but just it's just one more thing to worry about. You know, I have friends, and this this might sound crazy, but I, it, it's a it's a thing to think about. I have friends that go to these police auctions and they buy these cars for for nothing. Uh, and a lot of times what they do is they buy them and then they sell them and make money off of them. You go to these police auctions where they, you know, where they, they uh, you know, impound cars. Yeah, and, I've, I've oh, heard like, about it, yeah. yeah I, I know friends that have gotten, like, you know, brand new Jeep Grand Cherokees for, like, $3,000 and turned around and sold, sold them for, like, seven, eight $8,000. You know what I mean? They fix them up a little bit. And, you know, I, 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 I have friends that go to the auctions all the time and do that. You know, you pay, you, you, you just go there with cash and you get a great deal. You know, and you know, I'd, I'd rather do something like that than have to just worry about making a payment every month. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens with that. But I, mean, I might take your advice with the television. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I, if, I, if, if, if I were going to, you know, splurge on one thing, it would be the TV. TV. I would like the TV. Uh, we'll see. Sometimes, you know, like it took a long time. I, I got a MacBook Pro laptop, and it took a long time for me to be able to convince her. To let me to spend the, uh, I think it was like twelve hundred bucks or thirteen hundred bucks, and that's a work thing. I mean, I use that only to edit video, but it took a long time. So the television might be a tough sell because it's you know more than twice as much, and it's not for work. But we'll see. I'm not maybe th- th- what I was considering was like just getting it, and like she'll come home from uh, training somebody, and there'll just be this huge TV in the place of our you know relatively decent sized television. And then I'd be like, you know, like surprise, and and I have a feeling she would like totally freak out. So, you know, um, let's move on to something else before we get to our commercial break and come back. We may have, you know, I don't know. Should I say who we may have on? Because I don't know if if he doesn't come on now, it's too late. I feel like I'm letting people down. PJ, um, was I supposed to say his name right there or no? No, I'm asking you a question. You're supposed to answer. Uh, what about having him on? Yeah, you think we should announce that I'm having him, or we're having him on, or should we wait and see, make sure after the commercial break I can get him on? I don't think a lot of people are going to know who he is. Really, BLP, BLP. People don't know BLP. The RX Muscle people are going to know. A lot of our people that aren't from RX Muscle. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, if you listen I to all think topic, our, I think our greatest percentage of people are not from RX Muscle. Not to offend anybody over there at RX Muscle because we love RX Muscle very much. But I think that our, our greatest percentage of people is from outside of ours. It's definitely possible. To tap into that ours muscle crowd. It's definitely possible considering how much we promote it on Facebook, you know. I mean, you know, we're getting there. We're not the number one most popular show there. We're the number two. Um, barely number two. There was a third place show that, that although uh, only 10 people uh, publicly voted on, there was somehow a, an extra 10 or 15 votes. Uh, for one of those other shows over there, we never really got to the bottom of that. Of that yeah, one. That, was, that was a little suspicious. And then after we pointed, or I pointed it out, <laughs> the poll, the poll over there at RX Muscle changed to like a million for uh, just uh, heavy muscle and no, none for anybody. Yeah, it was, it was like uh, I demanded, a, I wanted a recount. I felt like it was Florida all over again. It was, it was <laughs> going out with the ballot box. Yeah, yeah. So um, before we get to uh, uh, BLP, hopefully, I can't say a hundred percent. He's in Canada. For people who don't know BLP, you're in for a treat. He's a very interesting guy, very different. Uh, he's actually about to go to, to uh, Thailand to go uh, 
prostitute uh, fucking, I suppose you would say. Sorry, Isaac. He's literally going for like a sexcation, sex vacation. So uh, that's he'll he's be going there to, to bang, prostitute, bang prostitutes in Thailand. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's going. Um, and uh, male or female prostitutes? I think female both. You know, he loves. You know, he loves trannies. He was married. He is married okay. to a tranny. So he's married to a tranny. Yeah, he's married. Well, I think it's just like for citizenship. Uh, that he's married to her, like, so that she has citizenship. I know that they were in love at one point in time, but I don't think they... I, we'll have to let BLP update everybody for people who don't know him and people who are about to meet him. He, like I said, he's unusual, for to say the least. Um, anyway, uh, I want to talk about Dan Hill for a second, your, your friend. Uh, IFBB Pro Dan Hill. Um, I'm going to try to finish this gossip column tonight uh, for RX Muscle. That's the goal anyway. But um, the story basically is Dan Hill was at FIBO. He's a German guy to begin with, but he was at FIBO in, in Essen, Germany. And he was there with his um, fiance, Nikki Jackson, the porn star. Uh, mm-hmm. who I, I, he had every- uh, She's really not a porn star. I mean, she is in porn. Here's what she did. Because, uh, you know, I'm a porn aficionado. Right. So she had her own website uh, that she did some girl-girl stuff with, but not a lot. It was mostly her still doing herself, masturbating, things like that. And then she got into a little bit of girl-girl stuff on her own website that she ran. Kind of like um, she, she, she had like a little bit of, um, for a little while, like uh, Melissa Detweiler, like girls like that, like the female bodybuilder girls on there with her. But it wasn't really anything all that hardcore. Um, she did have uh, uh, two scenes with a gentleman who was actually her boyfriend, supposedly at the time, uh, uh, two regular sex scenes that they actually looked like boyfriend and girlfriend having sex. You know, we're not talking like she's not like some famous like, you know, vivid porn star. You know that people would know who she is. You know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. I uh, I did not know that. That's information to me. Um, yeah, she's more of like a webcam girl. Like I wouldn't like like you're not a star. You know, like you've got a little small following, and this is not to put her down in any way. But you know, she's certainly not. You know. We're not talking about a Jenna Jameson here. You so know? she's not making a she's not making a lot of money doing this, is what you're telling me. No, you can't go and find DVDs of her. Let's put it like that. She had her own little website. Okay. Um, well, let's get back to the story yeah. now that now that we know a little bit about Nikki Jackson stuff. I didn't even know. Um, yeah. So she was with Dan uh, at the uh, FIBO, and um, let me just run you down the series of events as I understand it. I, I've talked to a bunch of. Um, Eyewitnesses. I actually recorded one of them. Uh, he speaks some English. Well, do you want to say who Dan, Dan Hill is? Well, I mean, well, Dan is an IFBB pro. What, you want to give a little more background information? Well, he's, he, he's a German bodybuilder. He came to the States. Uh, and uh, Ed Connors, who helps out a lot of younger guys, uh, brought him out here because he thought he had potential. I don't think that he ever would have had a, a, a chance in hell at getting a pro card in the United States. Um, but he, he found a way to get a pro card by winning some, like, junior German championship. Um, yeah. And uh, he's, he's, he's not a good pro bodybuilder, but he's found a way uh, to make a pretty decent living. I think he has sponsors and, and the such. It's funny. Um, you would think and, that's true, PJ. i gotta, I got to make a comment here. After talking to a lot of people that know Dan in Germany, yeah. I found out that a lot of these sponsorships are just uh, in exchange for product. Um, so, okay. like, uh, even though he has, like, ten sponsorships... Only one of them is paying him actual money. Okay. So anyway, go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, he's a younger guy, and um, you know he was out here in California doing the, the uh, LA bodybuilder thing for a little while. I met him. 
when he first came here, and um, you know his English wasn't very good, uh, and it was it was myself, uh, Dan Hill, uh, Ben Pakolsky, and um, uh, another kid, Jesse Goddard, uh, who actually was on Big Brother. He was, he was a funny little kid, that kid. Um, uh, natural bodybuilder, uh, fitness model guy, Jesse Goddard. We all stayed together in a house back in 2006 in California. And, uh, Dan, Dan was very young. I think he was probably like 21 or something at the time. Didn't speak too much of English. And I kind of felt like I was taking under my, my wing a little bit because Ben Bikulski wanted nothing to do with him. Um, you know, I was just kind of trying to teach him a little bit about, you know, American culture and stuff like that, uh, when I was there. And I thought he seemed like a very, you would, you would, you would think of him as a very docile, a quiet uh, and, and very gentle kind of person. Uh, so now you can go on with your story. I just wanted to lay that, that little background information on him first. That's what makes the story uh, so surprising to me when I hear it. All right, so Dan is with Nikki. And uh, look, I don't know Nikki, but from everything I've heard, she's pretty fucking nuts, you know? And I guess that's, that's not a surprise considering that um, that what she does for a living, you know, and everything else. I mean, I guess, you know, there's, I'm sure there's some well uh, balanced, like uh, mentally stable porn stars out there or, or webcam girls or whatever. Um, but um, from what all accounts, she is not one of those girls. Um, and basically it sounded to me like she was kind of harassing Dan most of the weekend in the sense that, you know, working a booth is not glamorous, you know, and Dan's working a booth and she, I guess her, she was supposed to like kind of hang around with him or kind of be at the booth with him. And, um, basically she didn't want to be there. And at some point she decided she wanted to leave and she, uh, she kind of left the booth. She left the area and stayed with this guy Murat for a day. She came back on Sunday to see Daniel and, um, Daniel was leaving or the expo was basically over. They stopped to get pizza and she was freaking out because she had to get, she had to drive an hour to pack her clothes, to get everything to be at the airport, to leave in four hours. So it was cutting it very close. And, uh, Dan, um, two other people and two other guys and her were at this pizza place cause he was starving. So they stopped to get pizza. And, um, basically, from all accounts, she was yelling at him, like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. And uh, he just basically uh, freaked out and punched her straight in the face, you know? And, and knocked her out. And and made her... How, many, how many people witnessed this? Well, I've talked to three. So I've talked to three different people that have witnessed it. And I have quotes from three. I actually called Quincy Taylor, interestingly enough, because I thought Quincy and him were friends. You know, I thought they were like boys because I know Quincy stayed with him in Germany for two weeks. And uh, Quincy answered. The, I actually texted him and I said, hey, Quincy, I was I was hoping to get some information on your boy, Daniel Hill. You know, do you think that he would ever hit a woman? And he called me back because I, I guess I was trying to get like the other side of the story. You know, I was thinking I would get like a character witness for Dan, you know, and uh, Quincy called me all of a sudden. He said, so that motherfucker is not my friend. And I was like, oh. And so we talked and he, he basically said, I hate Dan. And, and I was like, so would Dan ever hit a woman? He's like, hell yes, Dan would hit a woman. He said, uh, Dan is a guy who thinks women are some kind of subspecies. And uh, anyway, so I thought that maybe me and you could uh, kind of uh, recreate what happened in, uh, in Phoebo. We can do that. Like, you know, we'll um, do, I'll play her if you want and you can, uh, you could play him. Okay, I can do that. I can be Dan Hill. All right, so so I know his voice because I, I lived with him. So I, I, I actually know. know his voice. All right, so I'm going to be uh, her, and you're going to be you're going to 
uh, you're going to, obviously you're hungry. So, you know, what do you got to do? Mickey, I'm very hungry. We need to stop so I can get myself some nutrition. Dan, I have to eat. I have to go to the airport right away. Let's go to the airport now. No, Mickey, no, you're always driving me crazy. I, I need, I, I'm trying to become famous bodybuilder. You don't understand. I have a fanny pack filled with money that I want to dispense on buying this pizza from this pizza place right here, please. Okay, get one piece, but then we gotta go right away. You don't have time what to do. I make rules in this relationship. You're driving me crazy. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Pizza's no, no time for pizza. I don't care anymore. I'm going to silence you. I'm going to smash your face. I'm going to pound your face and make you quiet now. And now she's out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to silence you with my fist. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry that it has come to this, but I'm, I'm a silencer. The, the noises, all I hear is screaming and screaming, and I, I just want them to, to feed my, my body with catabolic, and I just wanted to, to get some nutrition. It sounds almost like Arnold. It's fantastic. When, when, I, when I was living with him, this was kind of funny. Uh, uh, I, I, uh, one day I was just bored, and I, I uh, was eating baby food. I was just bored, and I didn't feel like making anything. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, what is this? It says uh, sweet potatoes, but it is in in cup. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's a smashed up sweet potato. It's baby food. He was like, what is this baby food? And I was like, you don't have baby food in Germany. <laughs> he was like, we do not have as this. <laughs> and I was like, you don't have babies. And he was like, no, of course we have babies, but we do not have this. So this is the same thing as sweet potato, but in a cup. So I was like, here, have one, taste it. So he opened it up and, and he tasted it, and he got like this happy look on his face, and he was like, it is delicious. This is like food, food. It is like pudding of sweet potato. And I was like, great, right? I was like, you should get yourself some. And then the next day, uh, Dan Pakulski was fucking, sorry, Isaac, pissed at me, came storming to the room. He's like, why are you talking about the baby food? You see the refrigerator? Fucking guy went out and just stocked the whole refrigerator with baby food. And he <laughs> opened the refrigerator, and there was just cases and cases of baby food in there. And uh, it was hilarious. I thought it was funny. He was like, I almost send this back to Germany because we don't have this here. This is magnificent. <laughs> I was like, well, Fantastic. I'm glad I can show you that. I'm glad I can show you that, Dan. Wow. So you helped Dan out a lot. You helped Dan a lot a lot. Well, yeah. Dan wouldn't be the bodybuilder he is today if it weren't for you, PJ. It is like it is like pudding of sweet <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's what happened with Dan. Um, PJ, why don't we do our shout outs before the commercial break? Shout out to Dan. You got him ready? I'm pulling him up right now. I'd like to give a shout out to all my clients that are competing this weekend. I have three girls competing in Boston and one girl competing in Pittsburgh. And what's interesting about this weekend. Actually, I shouldn't say it's interesting. That's actually kind of putting down some of my other clients if I word it like that. Uh, What's exciting about this weekend is that all of these girls are actually very good. That doesn't happen all the time. So uh, a lot of my better clients are competing this weekend. I have a client named Fernisard who's going to be uh, competing in women's physique division just to get her qualification, and then she will be doing Masters Nationals. And I, I do think that she can turn pro at Masters Nationals. And I have two little cute 
uh, bikini girls competing, uh, Nicole Mojillo and uh, Jackie Lixon, who uh, Jackie is going to be her first show, and this girl's transformation is unbelievable. I mean, she came to me, and she was just like, oh, there's a chubby little kid. And, uh, you know, she said she wanted to compete someday. And all of a sudden, one day, she sends me her pictures, and I'm like, holy shit, you are like a hot little mama now. I can't believe it. Like, I couldn't believe the body that was underneath this chubby little girl. I'm like, you're actually going to be a contender. Like, you're not even going to be able to just compete and look good, but you're, you're going to have a, a chance of actually going into a show and winning now. So I'm very excited um, for her. Uh, and then I have um, one of my stars, uh, Jamie Sammons, competing in uh, Pittsburgh. And uh, she just won the Natural Ohio, and I'd like to see her take the overall in Pittsburgh in front of uh, the big boys. It's Mannion's show. So if there's any place that you want to go and win, it's in front of those guys. And then after she does that, I'm going to send her on the national team because um, I think that she's very, very good as well. So shout out to all my girls competing this weekend. And all right, to, uh, of course, the, uh, the lovely Jessica Dunn, who's now a Braun Fitness client. I'm expecting big things from her. Uh, Aman Malik, uh, who you just talked about. Uh, Stacey Mitchell, Mitchell Gray, uh, Jess McCutcheon. Um, Richard Arrington, Jonathan Gomes, uh, Shane Royce, very loyal. You, you will get a shirt eventually, Shane. I can promise you that. I'm just so busy, and it's, I know it's pathetic that I haven't gotten it to you. Um, I just need an assistant. A shirt? Mitch, a shirt? A shirt? He wants an Iron Eye Glad shirt, and I still oh, have some okay. left over, and I, I told him I'd send him one. Um, he's asked a few times. Um, shout out to the GH15 website. Uh, shout out to Cody Kidd, our homegirl, Jenica's cousin. Uh, shout out to uh, M1 Mounties Mansith crew. Shout out to uh, Spencer Barrett. Uh, shout out to Rob Manns, Patrick Barnes, Raymond K. Hessel, Jason Anderson, a.k.a. Big Nut, Justin Davies, uh, Chris Schmidt, our boy from Australia. Uh, by the way, uh, I just looked at his girl's picture the other day. Remember when we met when we met them? Yeah, she kicked ass. Uh, she at, won. At the, at the Arnold? Holy crap. She is amazing. Yeah, she's she good. could be like very good in women's physique here. Uh, you know, the figure there is different. I saw they had the girls doing open-handed poses and yeah, stuff. They have the other figures. Uh, yeah. She is outstanding. Shout out to her too. Uh, shout out to uh, Jody uh, Boba Daniel. Shout out to uh, Brent <laughs> Ben Grahada, and he actually sounded it out. Grahada. How do we say it last time? He's, he's Mexican, not Japanese. You want? How do we say it last time? <laughs> Shout out to Keith Allen, Max Cervantes, Benjamin Herring, Andre Ashbourne, Will Albertos, Tiki Kimball, oh no, Tiki Kimball, I'm sorry, uh, Thomas Kalikev, and also just basically everybody out in Bergen, Norway. Uh, Alex uh, from Germany, Nathan Idzak, uh, Assad Malik, Wait a minute, we have an Assad Malik, and we also have a Ahmad Malik. How about no, that? I was I was about to say when you said the first one, I was like, that's not the same. That's not the same guy. I, I am curious if, if you guys are related. Can you please clarify that? Assad Malik and Ahmad Malik. <laughs> Maybe they're brothers. Maybe they're brothers. <laughs> uh, Sean F. Rob, Joe Miska, Joanne Lee. Uh, shout out to Greg Tuba, uh, Anthony Drazio, uh, Rob Manns, and uh, good old uh, Rob Holt. Very, very loyal guy from the beginning. A lot of shout-outs this week. Wow. Very good. Yes, yes. Um, 
got them all. We got them all after last week's debacle. Good job. Good job. Yes, we needed to uh, make up for last week. So I want to also thank our sponsors, Iron Mag Labs. That's uh, both uh, not only the show sponsors, the title sponsor, but also PJ and my sponsor, personal sponsor. So big shout out to Rob DiMaggio and Gina DiMaggio, who uh, you, you and I will actually be meeting for the very first time in a few weeks at my wedding. I know. I'm so mad that I can't uh, get drunk with them when I need them. Like, I wonder. I wonder, though. Seriously, you you don't think that you could? I mean, for one night? No, a week, a week out from international? No. I, I mean, I probably I feel would, like but I understand. I would never let myself be able to get over that ever. You feel like that would be that would be like you, if you didn't win, you'd think it was all due to that. Yes, I would. I would think it would haunt my haunt my dreams for for the rest of my life. All right. Well, I won't. I won't. Uh, I would have dreams of like bottles of liquor stabbing me and and, and heckling me and me <laughs> while I'm on stage, uh, filling your glutes with water. Right. Yes. Um, all right. Um, I want to also give a shout out to uh, Muscle Mitch at OrbitNutrition.com. Extremely low prices. IER five gets you five percent off. They're already ridiculously low prices. And then we got Ergopep, our uh, our exclusive peptide sponsor. Uh, and uh, we were gonna we gotta talk to old Ergo Pep because uh, it's time for them to renew. So uh, Ergo Great. Pep, yeah, you go check out ergopep.com, e r g o p e p dot com, and they provide myself and PJ with the things that we need, the peptides we need for our own research on my kangaroo and PJ's donkey. So uh, that is uh, our guys. We're gonna go to commercial break. PJ is gonna pick a song. You got a song in mind, PJ? I like for you to get your songs in mind now. Yes. Okay. Go to commercial. We'll be back in just a few minutes. And buy me a star on a bullet rod, it's kind 
Check out our top-selling pro-anabolics, Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostain RX, and E-Control RX with 6OXO. Iron Mag Labs make supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. Orbit Nutrition carries over 1,000 of the hottest nutritional supplements, performance enhancers, and nutraceuticals on the planet. And now, Iron Empire Radio listeners get an additional 5% off their everyday low prices by using the coupon code IER5. That's IER and the number 5. Choose products like Quest Protein Bars, iForce, Iron Mag Labs, and more. Check out Orbit's daily deals for special insane blowout prices. Log on to Orbit's Nutrition Forum and get feedback on the products you're interested in. Check out OrbitsNutrition.com and use the discount code IER5. Tonight's show is brought to you by Ergopep Peptides. Ergopep is the only research company ran by guys like you. Guys who share your passion and have achieved the goals you strive for every time you step foot into the gym. IFBB Pro Phil Hernan and his staff want to make your peptide research as easy as possible and encourage you to contact them with any questions you may have or help you may need at sales at ergopep.com. That's sales at ergopep.com or on their website at www.ergopep.com. Let Ergopep help you get your research started today. PJ and I don't just suggest you contact Ergopep. We do our own research with them as well, ergopep.com. And now you can get 10% off by going to ergopep.com and entering the discount code Iron Empire Radio. Welcome back to Iron Empire Radio. And uh, we were very fortunate enough to get our guest for the week to participate in our conversation and uh, kind of answer some questions about uh, what's going on with old BLP. People that might not have heard from you in a while, BLP, welcome to Iron Empire Radio. Hey, what's up, Aaron? Congrats on your little kids. My God, me, I'm struggling with my sperm count, so I really envy you. It's been 17 years. I try every day and fail. That's even pre before steroids. Um, yeah. yeah, are you, uh, BLP, I know you're trying to do, to actually have a kid. Have you uh, 
have you actually went to the doctor and like seen if they could like help you out like fertility clinics and stuff well i will uh after no not really i just did you know traditional uh hcg whatsoever uh-huh. but uh this time this time after this national i will go three months off do all my own work and even the hmg which is more of a of a stronger HCG format and see and, and go in a cryogenic center because sometimes it's not the sperm count the problem, it's the mobility of this the sperm. And with in vitro they can use uh, living sperm even if it doesn't move. Wow. And here in Quebec it's free three times. They give you free trial if your girlfriend is Canadian. Do you have a girlfriend right now to put your sperm in though? Not really, no. I've been single and really slutty all crazy since three, four months. I kind of live with my wife, but I mean, you know, I marry her for citizenship by kindness. She was a really spoiled princess. I really give her everything, and she was always unhappy to a point. I said, you know what, go fuck yourself. So I came really, you know, mad and, like, really mean about it and really harsh on her to a point that I felt kind of guilty. So I said, you know what, I'm going to marry as a going to marry you as a gift of Farwell, and then I pay three months of rent, and then she leaves. Well, next month, I'll be on my own. Let yeah. me, BLP, is this yeah. the same the same one that is uh, a, tra- a transvestite? Because obviously you're not impregnating uh, a tranny. No, no, no. After Jackie for seven years, I you know, was married with the transsexual ass porn star and you know it was it was really fun she was really intense you know she was in g-string 24 7 always teasing me always you know like oh fuck me fuck me 10 times a day for five years straight and we even had sex for four times a day for 18 months straight and she's an escort too she was doing her client too so she she's quite something but it was really harsh after going back to reality, you know, with a with a girl that make four hundred dollars a week, and you know, no, not as much libido, and working, you know, nine to nine, and working like crazy. It was a harsh return to reality. I mean, the modern reality, because what I was living was more infatuation, and against my will and whatsoever. The girl I met Vanessa back then. She had libido issue because of birth control pills. So I went to a really like nymphomaniac to someone who drives a gyno, doesn't like to get fucked. But the problem was she looks like fucking Victoria's Secret model. I mean, it's like, how the hell do you make beauty so, you know, unreachable? So that was a rough. And then I met Priscilla, which is British African. And then the sexual life came back really quick to normal. It was really fun. And over time, she just came like a materialistic princess. Because what happened is, like, I started making good money. And I started, you know, I said, oh, you know what? I'm making money. I'm going to try that expensive girl Prada whatsoever. And it was fun. It was a trip. But after a few months, you're like, okay, I'm dating bankruptcy. Fuck that shit, right? And, and this is the girl that you ended up marrying? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. PJ, I know you got some questions about uh, marrying an, a, 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 tra- a tranny. You got some questions about that? Mm-hmm. So, well, you knew that she was a tranny from the start, correct? You mean from what? Like, you knew when you met her that she was a tranny, like it wasn't a surprise? Yeah, yeah, but she was an escort. I had a girlfriend then, and I decided to call her, and, you know, I met her, and then when she seen me, she said, okay, I'm not going to charge you. 
and you know I just fuck her and, he, and it was great and I you know it was I don't know I had fun but I never thought you know I never thought I will last five years right it was just like you know just sexual fun but the thing is with time you kind of you kind of forget the transsexual side. You you just kind of focus on love and and the person and the dynamics. And at the end, there's not much change. The only thing is, instead of fucking a vagina, you fucking ask that you think it's a vagina. And because you tell her, oh, I'm fucking a vagina, she kind of feels like a woman. So there's like a consensual feminization process game as a straight guy. Because they want to fuck by a straight guy, right? Do you ever do anything to... To the penis, though. No, no. You know the thing is, the transsexual not, not, they, not they're, the they're transsexual with their with their clients. They want to have you know with their client, they make money with their cock. But when it comes to love and relationship, they want a straight guy. If I would have had touch her her cock, she would break up with me. She wants she wants a real man in some ways, right? She doesn't oh. want. Did you ever see? So anyway, um, their cut doesn't work. They take they take too much hormones, right? You it know, didn't work at all. So like you wouldn't even see it like it get harder or anything. I mean, it could uh, work with customer with Viagra whatsoever, but it's it's a lot of work. You know, where she was, she was a bottom asshole. She was just getting fucked. Or she was taking lots of uh, uh, female hormones and stuff. Yeah, but you know the thing is in in Asia, in Asia, transsexual community are really accepted. So they give uh, they give uh, they give hormones before their teenagers. So they bypass the puberty. So they don't really come a man. So you cannot notice. You know. Hmm. Um, let me ask you. You were about to go to Thailand, and I found this. Yeah. Uh, we were texting, and uh, I, I've always wanted to go to Thailand. What are you going there for? I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm going for transsexual and fun, but I'm going with one. I'm going. I'm bringing a transsexual there. Uh, it's called so uh, co swimming, swimming, co swimming. It's like you're, you're going. To, it's a specific to, to island. It's a party island, and it's a. It's a really. It's I don't all, know if it's swimming. It's, be, but, uh, it's all transsexuals. No, it's not all transsexual. It's mostly like. Uh, prostitution, escort, after hour, bars. It's like Ibiza. It's like an Asian Ibiza. What, I'm just island. curious. What, 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 like, you know, I can understand, like, so, from, like, a, a mental standpoint, if you fell in love with somebody, you know, if you've been with girls your whole life, and then you fell in love with somebody that was a transsexual, so now, I mean, do you ever think to yourself, like, okay, that was just a one-shot deal? Or, or now you're you're going specifically like now you want more trannies. Um, yeah, what's 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 attractive? What's attractive about trannies the, in particular? The, the different dynamics is let's say let's say let's say me so for me on my behalf, if I sit transsexual, I can fuck her no condoms in the bathroom after talking to her in ten seconds, no problem. <laughs> bang, bang, boom, bang, bang, bang. And they usually like the straight bodybuilder anyways. Really easy yeah. for me. To have them, but when it comes to a girl, I, I just can't. I have to love her, I have to be passionate. She has to, you know. Oh. I come all the extreme opposites. You know, so maybe like it seems almost as if you have more. <laughs> it seems almost as if you have more respect for a woman than you do for a transsexual. In some ways, yeah. I because you can, yeah. You, you, you'll treat you'll treat the tranny as a sex object, but a regular woman, you you. 
you respect them enough to you wouldn't treat them as a sex object. I think women are. I think women are more emotional. You need to win the heart to have yeah. her orgasm. You know the thing is, you win. You win a, a female mindset, and if you have her mindset, she will come. She will score. If you don't, you will fail. I don't want to fail, mm. so I play the more the feminine game. Transsexual, they're more. They're more like men to some ways. They're women, but more like sexually outgoing you know so it's a very it's a psychological thing with you kind of like um it's almost like a, a like a power trip uh, a sexual power trip in a way in some so P yeah. blp when in you some ways yes but the thing is you know because me you know the transsexual or the let's say the good looking female transsexual mm -hmm. there's maybe 15 in Canada, you know, we're 7 million. I'm talking about flawless. I'm talking about you go in the club and the most beautiful woman, it's your transsexual. So once you date one, you're kind of done because they all wow. know each other. They're all friends and it kind of destroyed their fantasies for you to be the first. So, yeah. so now I cannot have a transsexual girlfriend in some ways because, you know, I was with one and, you know, it's a small community. Kind of, if I want transsexual, I have to go in Paris and London and Thailand. I have to travel. So you, you're going all the way out there. Have you been there before? No. I but you've been like on these vacations before seeking out transsexuals, like particularly? Well, I met one in, in, uh, in Hong Kong, in China, like a Filipino transsexual whatsoever. But uh, no, not really, not really. But in Paris, it's really fun. In Paris, there's a there's a wood. It's called Bois Boulogne, the Boulogne Woods, whatever. It's like a highway, it's like a highway outside of Paris, and it's all wood, and they're all like you know standing by the roads, and there's a lot. There's like a you know like a five minutes, ten minutes drive. There's a transsexual every hundred meters whatsoever. You go ten feet deep. In the woods, no one sees you. They have sex there. <laughs> and all people in Paris, they know about it. It's been there since forever. And it's 40 euro. 40 euro, you do everything you want. Aren't you worried, BLP, aren't you worried about catching STDs doing this? I had I had STDs on frequent basis lately, but uh, I, mean, I was lucky enough I didn't get I didn't get HIV I didn't get HIV. Well, I didn't get, what, you know what what's fun about you you have? Oh, I got I got chlamydia, gonorrhea, gonorrhea. It's just you know just, just <laughs> common things. But the thing is, are you gonorrhea? You just take uh, it's called Cipro and Cytromax. You just take two pills four days after it's gone, and it's really hard to. It's not hard to get it to your girlfriend or whatever, but if you're aware, so me, I just, you know, I, I take precaution or I always have STDs next to, you know, on me. <laughs> but because the thing is now I'm single, before I was single taking drugs, now I'm doing the fun all natural, which is better in some ways, but you know, I, I, I look to settle down, obviously, I don't want to live that perpetual chaos, right? So so say you meet a girl that you really like, BLP. How do you tell them that you've had all these different STDs? Like, what do you, how does that conversation go down? I don't tell her. I, I cannot tell her. <laughs> so, so it's like a surprise when she, when stuff starts popping up on her? Like, up oh, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Basically? Yeah, it kind of sucks, but, you know, it's part of the game. I mean, 
If you're too <laughs> honest about that, you know. But you know, the thing is, you know, 10% of the society has STDs. You know, it's really common. <laughs> so how do you figure this trip to Thailand will go? You're going to go there and it's like, this is like basically a, a sex vacation. So you're going to go and like, Kind of like, I mean, do you have like a, I don't know if there's like a, a handbook for such a thing. I mean, is there like uh, guides on the internet, like, you know, where to go to find the but best trainees? If, yeah, if you if you Google Kosumui, it's a K-O-H, Sumui, S-U-M-I-E, whatever. Uh, you, 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 you Google full moon party. The full moon party is a big, big rave party outside, in the, you know, in the sand on the beach and people have sex outside. You know, you will find all the info. Oh, so this it's because they're one of the fifth wildest island in the world. It's a fun place. There's people from all over the world there. There's not only you know local. And you don't go. This looks like a kind of. I'm looking at it now. This looks like the kind of like a, like you said, like a rave. So people are doing drugs. You're not going to be doing the drugs there, though. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But you know, my <laughs> I did a lot of drugs in the past. My kind of. I, I'm not invincible anymore. I have when I take drugs, I almost have as much a side effect than fun. So I try to keep it minimal now. Right, so. right. Very interesting, uh, BLP. This is all very interesting. I'm going to involve uh, you in our, in our listener questions, BLP. So I'm going to ask a few questions that you can answer uh, with us, and uh, and then we'll let you go. And I, I, you, you are one of the more. I told PJ, I knew you would be very interesting. That's for sure. <laughs> well, thank you. I, just, I, I think you only have one life. It's not about standing out. It's just about you know originality, and you know you, you need to you need to be different. There's such a uh, so many people are just like common and common and common. You have to stand out, be colorful, be intense, be extreme because you know life is short, and better better mind as well without letting boundaries. Yeah, well, and just, you know. if if that's what life's about, you're definitely succeeding, my friend. Okay, this question is from Jess McCutcheon. Describe your most embarrassing and personally humiliating experience of your childhood in a good sort of humor way, not not like something like uh, not like legal drama or something like that. Um, Well, it's not really in childhood, but I I was a stripper in in New York, and there was there was there's a website that started back then called Ramboy where they kind of you know, hire stripper, massage, escort, whatever. And then, you know, they called me and so I had to kind of, was dancing at the game whatsoever. And they said, you know, we, we want to hire you as a dancer for a hustleable. And, you know, so, oh, how much I pay? Hey, $300, five songs, whatever. I said, okay, cool, cool, cool. It was at SDNY on 17th Avenue near Johnny Lack's gym. And then there's this singer and then, you know, the, 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 the club is packed, right? Gay people. And then the guy goes like, oh, this is Benoit, and this is an escort, male escort. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> this pack, the place is packed. I mean, fuck, man. You can tell to one person, but five, six, seven hundred person at the same time? Oh, my God, bro. I felt so shy. I felt like fucking crumbled before the rug, man. It's like, what the fuck is that? mess? all this for $300. I got to go from here. <laughs> that sounds like it, I can't even put myself in that position to think if I would be embarrassed or not at that point. Uh, PJ, you got an embarrassing moment from childhood? 
I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I don't get embarrassed these Indian. I mean, I don't know. Look at me. I wear luchador masks and put it on YouTube for people to see. Uh, I'm just not one to really get embarrassed that easily. Um, you can't think of one from childhood. I mean, mine, mine pales in comparison as far as like interestingness to uh, to BLPs. But I got one. You don't. You can't think of any time. You want me to tell mine first? Tell yours. Yeah. Okay. So this is like this is childhood, childhood. But I, I'll always remember it because it was it was humiliating. I was um, in an elevator, and you know when you're a kid, a lot of times you you press all the buttons in the elevator. You know what I mean? Like for whatever reason, that seems fun, right? You you can. I'm sure you have done that before, uh, PJ. Push all the <laughs> buttons. So mm-hmm. I was coming to the bottom of. I was at my uh, my uh, grandfather and grandmother's condominium in uh, Florida, and. Uh, and we got, I got to the bottom and I was all by myself and I pushed every single button, you know, of the elevators, like 20 floors, 30 floors or whatever. I pushed all the buttons. And when I, when I got to the bottom floor, my entire family had arrived and they came in and seen, and as I was leaving, they got in and, and I left and I could hear them freaking out as they saw that I had pressed every single button. It, it pales in comparison to BLPs, but that I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Uh, you know, when I was in like fifth grade, um, I got in trouble for bringing uh, playboys to school, um, and like showing them to the other kids. And I guess what was embarrassing about it was, uh, that I had taken them from my grandpa because he had a subscription of playboy for like a bazillion years. And so I had like a backpack uh, filled with playboys that I had brought to like show the kids. And, um, you know, they had called my parents and everything and my parents were all upset. And um, I guess I was really embarrassed, not that I had Playboys in school, um, but that I had got caught stealing them from my grandpa because she was really pissed about that. Um, and the fact that, you know, my parents had to come to school and, like, you know, I got sent home for the day over that. That was pretty embarrassing um, at the time. That's all I can really think of. That's that's uh, that's embarrassing. I got a, I got an anonymous question that I was that I will uh, I was going to save, but actually, as I'm reading it now, uh, I think this will be interesting to get BLP's perspective on this one. Um, I got this email from a guy, a bodybuilder, who says that he was looking through his girlfriend's emails, um, kind mm-hmm. of just you know I guess you know people do do snooping. that on occasion, snooping. Yeah, snooping. He was snooping. He was snooping. and he uh, didn't find anything. But when he looked back. This is basically the sum of the email. He looked back and he found something. He says, he says, PJ and Aaron, I'd like some advice. I was looking through my girlfriend's emails by chance and happened to see a few years ago uh, when we first got together that she had been talking to an ex-boyfriend that they had actually met, had sex, broken up, and haven't spoken since. But this happened while we were dating. Should I bring it up to her now? We are in a very happy relationship currently and haven't had any problems for quite some time and we are considering getting married in the near future. Let me please answer this one. Let PLP go first and then uh, and then we'll go. Okay, because you know you you know my opinion on the snooping. So let's go uh, let's go first to BLP. So BLP the guy the guy is in a happy relationship with a girl. He looked through her stuff, which he probably shouldn't have. And uh, years ago, when they first got together, uh, he caught basically found that she had cheated on him years ago. What does he do? But they were dating, right? There wasn't an official relationship, right? There was just in the dating phase. Right? He didn't say. He says because dating. normal people they don't have sex right away. They date for a week or two, and you know it takes a while. He, he doesn't give that those people. kind of details. So you could you could. I'm sure that it wasn't that serious. 
I'm sure that it was very casual because girls, when they're in love, don't sleep around. Uh, 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 the only girls that sleep around, very, very extremely promiscuous girls. Um, there are women like that. But when a, when a woman is in love, they're very, very loyal to their man. So if she had sex with this guy in the beginning, I'm sure that the current boyfriend was something new and it wasn't really that, that serious. Or, or, she, or maybe he was more serious with her than she was with him, which is possible. Yeah, and it, it, it was perhaps an ex that she was in love with or something. So what do you advise him to do, uh, BLP? Yeah, me, 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 I will say, I will say stick to her because... Me, I think she just had sex to add sex, which means she needs sex, which means she's sexually addictive, and somewhere she's sexually addictive. And you, you know, as a bodybuilder, you want someone sexually active. Because when you met someone and the girl, she goes like, oh, I didn't get fucking six months. It's kind of scary. Right. So you, wouldn't even, you, wouldn't even, you wouldn't even bring it up to her. Yeah, I need, I need a girl who needs to be fucked. <laughs> so you would keep it. You would keep it to yourself, then. Um, BLP. You wouldn't even yeah. mention it to her. Just don't even worry about it. No, for sure. I will keep my silence. And if he, if he's happy with her now, I mean, good. You know how hard it is. Good relationship. Good chemistry. Good complete relationship. Especially high, people have such high standards. And you know, if she if if he's happy, sticks with her. Don't care. Um, PJ. Um. Well. Let's go to the first issue here. Why was he snooping through stuff? Snooping through somebody's stuff is a blatant uh, sign of disrespect and distrust. If you snoop around to anybody's stuff long enough, you'll find something that you don't like. Guarantee it. No matter what you think of the other person. So don't even do it. Why do it? If you are happy and you are in love, why do you need to search through another person's stuff? This is a very, very... Uh, serious subject with me because I've had this happen to me before and it's something that's always bothered me. I have never, ever, ever had the desire to search through my partner's stuff ever. I've never thought, let me go sneak through my girlfriend's stuff. Let me go look through her emails. Let me go look through her phone. It has never been something that has even been an idea in my head. Now, yeah, because you have self-esteem. People who kind of dig and spy, whatever, it's all about insecurity. It's not about her. It's about his personal conflict. Exactly. So now, so now he now he found something. So now, what are you going to do? You you love this girl and you say you want to marry her, but now you found something that obviously upsets you. So basically, what are you going to do? You're going to say something, and, and essentially, you're probably going to sabotage what's a good relationship because now she's going to know you don't trust her because you were sneaking through her stuff. So now there's going to be trust issues, and it's going to be out in the open that you know that she had sex with the person. This is going to open up a whole other thing that can most likely end in failure. It's most likely not going to end in a good talk and everything's going to be cool after that. If I were the guy, I would just keep my mouth shut about it and, 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 and forget it. It was in the beginning. What are you going to do? You know, if, if, if it burns him up that bad that he has to say something, you know, then he's going to have to be faced with the consequences of what can happen after that. I, I agree with that. I think that there's no good way out of that. If you mention it to her, um, then I think that you are basically condemning their whole relationship because you're violating her trust. She's gonna she's gonna be upset about you looking through her stuff. She's you're not gonna be able to uh, you know whatever she tells you is probably not gonna be good enough for you. If you want to keep the relationship and you really love her, then I would uh, I would move on, which would probably be tough, but uh, I would just move on. Yep. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. 
Um, uh, but you know, the thing is that, that I, you know, people consider faithful as a duty. It's not a duty. It's the role of the other partner to make you so satisfied that you're blind for him or for her. That's your job. That you deserve and you make her come and she's so happy and she's so content that she doesn't see anyone. So someone who cheats because it was someone who was lacking of something. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's, it, it's a bad I don't think it's a bad thing. I think once you cheat, you call the person and say, hey, I just cheat on you because it's why it's reason. If you hide, you did it. That's wrong. But well, yeah. I mean, if he's searched in her stuff, which, number one, he, he, he was in the wrong by searching through her stuff. If he's searched in her stuff and she cheated on him last week, that's a whole other story. You know, that's a whole other ballgame. You're talking about something from years ago. And if they've been very, very happy for a long time, uh, my question is, why would you be searching? If you're that happy, why are you looking for something? What are you looking for? You're not looking for emails of her sending her friends like how much she loves him. You know what I mean? You're looking for something bad in there. Why are you looking for that is what I'd like to know. Right. Let's yeah, move on. One, one last one last question, and we're going to let you go, BLP. Um, this is from uh, Tiki Kimball. I always say his name wrong. TK. TK Kimball. Um TK, yeah, he says it right here. Take key, sorry. Um, can you guys discuss some of the jobs you've had over the years, the best and the worst ones? Um, <laughs> you want to go first? You're laughing. Why don't you go first? I've had some funny jobs when I was young, man. Yeah? Um, uh, my first job, I worked at uh, Stu Leonard's, which the people in the, uh, the Northeast will know is the largest uh, uh, dairy and produce uh, supermarket in the Northeast. It's just a giant uh, dairy and, and produce. And I, I actually worked in the produce. Uh, I would like stack the fruit, stack the bananas and shit. Uh, and, and I did that as a summer job. Um, I um, I, uh, I moved uh, furniture for years because both of my fathers owned uh, moving companies. That was actually a fun experience. Um, I worked at a, a gas station. This was, this was actually a good gig for a little while because I would steal... Uh, cartons of cigarettes and uh, uh, cases of uh, tobacco and then sell it in school out of my locker and make cash. I did that for a little while. Um, and uh, I actually worked as a uh, sales rep uh, for Pepsi, which was a fun job because I had to go into all of the uh, uh, supermarkets and kind of like, you know, basically, you know, talk to the managers about having our displays bigger than Coke's displays and stuff like that. And you had the funny little rivalries with the Coke guys. Um, so I had some pretty like random jobs uh, over the year before before you know I, I did what I do now. I worked at a GNC. I think every uh, bodybuilder had a stint at GNC yeah, at one me, point. Me I was too. in high school. I worked at GNC. Yeah. I worked at GNC also. I stole, yeah. I robbed the I robbed the shit out of GNC. <laughs> I robbed fucking shit out of them. I'm sorry, Isaac, but I must have stolen twenty thousand dollars from them. And I'll tell you right now, I have a very good friend who I'm not going to say his name, but he might be a two hundred two bodybuilder. That went to West Ham, who probably robbed five times what I robbed from them. He was like the king of robbing G&T. And we had some funny stories back then. Uh, some real funny stories. They never caught him, though. They never caught him. Uh, BLP, what was your worst job? Well, actually, uh, I don't think I ever worked. <laughs> you never worked? You never worked? I never really truly worked. Maybe at 17, 18, maybe 20 years ago. I don't know. I don't exist. I don't even never did income tax. Uh, even the social security number things. I'm dead. 
I don't I, I don't live by like I don't think you work. I think you make money when you don't work. You make other people working for you. You find investor <laughs> that, that that you find investor that they will make money, you play the mindset, the business game that they will make money and you use existential networking to flip commission stuff. So you don't work. You stay home, you make your money and even whatever you have to move, you hire someone to do it. You don't work well. You're a bodybuilder. You cannot work. You have 10 meals, cardio working. You need a lot of money, a lot of cash, lots of growth hormones, and just stay home. Well, uh, well, I, I unfortunately, unlike you, I did work. I got fired from a lot of jobs. I got fired quite a bit, um, especially when I was on drugs. You know what I mean? Like um, I would try to get a job and then I would uh, I would be shortly thereafter, I'd be fired. So I had a lot. I guess the worst place that I worked at or the le- job I liked the least was at uh, a place, you know, you guys are familiar. Maybe you aren't BLP. I don't know if they have them in Canada, but Chipotle Burrito. It's like a burrito place. You worked at Chipotle? No, no, no. It wasn't called Chipotle, but it was the same shit, basically. Oh, okay. okay. This is pre-Chipotle. Uh, that, that's like... That's, I, that's funny, thinking of you just making people burritos all day. is pretty funny. Well, I would go to the bathroom, and I would uh, I would shoot up cocaine while I was there. So it was like, uh, I'd make a burrito, go shoot a little cocaine. This was like, I tried to have like a job for for very... I was like, you know what? I, I want to make my own money, because I, I was living with that girl, Jennifer. So I went and got a job at this burrito place. And I figured I'd make some extra money myself. It would be a good thing. And I was there for like three days. They taught me how to correctly roll a burrito. And then uh, somehow in between that first day and like three days, they uh, they decided <laughs> that I was not good for the burrito place and had to let me go. You were all just coked up making burritos? Yeah, well, I was. I, I got to admit, just that my few days there, I, I knew making burritos wasn't for me. That wasn't my calling. But, uh, <laughs> My my best my my best job was that that's easy that's right now so you know, it doesn't get much better than this. You want to make money? Want to just go in China. I, I, uh, you, you go in China and you buy peptide by kilo and you cross it back. <laughs> that's how you're making money. <laughs> um, my best job was probably when I used to work in uh, Club Eleven when I was uh, young in my early twenties. I mean that place was crazy. You, know, you like it better out. than what you're doing now? Well, for where I for where I am in life, I like what I'm doing now much better. But for where I was, I mean, what twenty year old doesn't want to get drunk and bang chicks every weekend? You know what I mean? Of course, of course. That's I, true. Put, I put myself in an environment where that was what I was doing and getting paid for it every weekend. You know? Very true. Very true. That makes sense. Yeah, but he has the PJ Brown had the uh, Chippendale look. I mean, still <laughs> yeah, PJ, you could have made a lot of money doing Chip and Dales. You really missed out. I should have done that. You still could, though, PJ. It's never too late. <laughs> I would do like a. I would like to pretend that I have like an Australian accent and become one of the guys from the, the Thunder from Down Under. The you guys could. that tour around in Vegas and stuff. Uh, can you do? Can you do an Australian accent for us? What, you, what would you say if I was a nice young like lady, lady and you'd want to take my money right now? Like if you if you were in front of me, I'd be like, "That's not a knife. That's a knife." Whip it out. <laughs> there you go. You pull the old crocodile Dundee on me, huh? <laughs> that'd be like my thing. I, that, that'd be my name, Dundee. <laughs> well, BLP, thank you very much for coming on, my friend. Uh, thank you. It's a pleasure, man. Anytime. 
Uh, we, Anytime, brother. We might we might have to get a review of the uh, of the transvestite uh, Thailand trip. That sounds like uh, oh that yeah, could be yeah, interesting. yeah definitely. Yeah, you, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Text me when you get home, and and I want to hear about any new STDs you've contracted while you're there. <laughs> any breakouts that are going on? You let me know. Okay, great. Anyway, hey. like an overnight, like forty dollars with that top bottle is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you have to let me know. I want you to keep account of how many trannies you do in your period of time there. Okay. <laughs> okay, Mister. Thank, Thank you, BLP. You. Thank you, buddy. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, man. All right, PJ. It's just me and you, BLP. Like I told you, uh, interesting guy. Yeah. Certainly. Interesting to say the least. <laughs> People are probably if they don't know who BLP is uh, before this, then they're probably like a little shell shocked uh, by the whole thing. Let me ask you a question, and I probably should ask this to BLP when he was on, but. Now that I'm now that I'm just thinking to myself, do you think there's a part of BLP that is gay? Um, at first, yeah, I did, but maybe not. I mean, it seems like it's all psychological for him. It's not even about the actual sex. It's like a psychological thing, and um, I don't know. You think uh, that maybe like he? It almost sounds like he feels pressure to perform like and be a certain way with a woman yeah uh, i mean he's gotta make he's he gotta, yeah he's gotta make them come and he's gotta he's even like he was saying like it's your responsibility in a relationship with a woman to make sure that they don't cheat on you by satisfying them or whatever you know what i mean so it's like maybe he feels a lot of pressure so it's like screw this pressure i'm just gonna go destroy some tranny butt <laughs> I guess. I mean, he's only going for the hottest trannies. You heard him. Girls that are guys that are girls that are the hottest guy girls in the club, however you would say. And once you've been with one, you're screwed because they all, you know, they all know each You got to go to fucking Paris to get some more ass. That doesn't sound that easy. I don't know. Uh, anything. Huh? Very. The whole training thing is very bizarre. Would you, would you do a tranny if you're drunk? God no! If you were if you were drunk and nobody would ever find out, and she was the hottest girl guy in the club, would you do it? No, because she still has a little penis in the front. That's weird. Yeah, that that I don't think that that would be uh, like I don't think that it would be even be possible for me if I saw the uh, the penis would like totally you know destroy that. Uh, what would you rather have? There's a scenario. You have uh, you, you you meet a girl. And she's beautiful. She's she's absolutely drop dead gorgeous, the hottest girl you've ever seen. But take her clothes off. She's a tranny, right? Yeah. Then you have a just a, a beastly female bodybuilder, like the most beastly female bodybuilder that you could think of. You need to put a, a name with the face. You have to put a name with the face. Pick a name. Pick a girl. Uh, like a. <laughs> I gotta pick one. Come on, pick one. Uh, uh, hold on, let me think of a good one. Um. So, I'm trying to think of somebody. I think of somebody from the species booth. Are you kidding me? All right. So, you got Irene Anderson. Okay. Right? She's big. Yeah, Irene she's big. Anderson. I don't know if it's because I know her and she's nice. She's not that gross. Like, I mean, she, she's not hot. <laughs> but she's really not that gross. Like, I wanted to think of somebody really gross. There's a lot of them. I can um, think of some. I'm, I'm leaving it up to you, though. All right, well, so you got Iris Kyle, right? And you know Iris Kyle is a woman. She's more jacked than, than you or I will ever be. And she's probably got a monstrous clit. 
and her clit is probably close to the size of a, of a little penis. Sure. All right. The tranny now, on the other hand, is stunning, gorgeous. Who do you have sex with, Iris Kyle or the tranny? And I had to have sex with one. You have no choice. You have to have sex with one. Yes. Either that, either that, or a gun, a bullet to the brain. So it's you got to do bullet it. Bullet to the brain. Yes. Um, I I think Iris Kyle. Honestly, I think Iris Kyle because there's still a vagina there. I don't know. Uh, that's honestly, I, I really honestly believe that. I, I feel like you're you were leaning towards the the uh, tranny butthole. What if you? All right, here's the deal. There's a catch. If you do go with Iris Kyle, you have to suck and jerk off her giant clit. Ooh. The, the tranny, you don't have to touch the little penis because it doesn't even work. Ugh. It's starting to it's starting to look like the bullet to the brain is a good choice now. Um, I don't know. Now it's starting. It's uh, that that makes it tough. That makes it tough. I I just fucking. I'd suck the giant clay. I'd freaking freak out. <laughs> I think I'd freak out before I did it. Like I feel like I'd get like goosebumps everywhere and scream a little bit, <laughs> and then I and then I just like attack it like it was like a just like a dark little crayfish just it's staring like, back at me. You know what? You know what it reminds me of? Like what you're saying? It kind of I guess the same way I would feel. It's like whenever you watch Fear Factor back in the day and they got to like eat the worms or something, they're like, you can see them like kind of like fucking getting themselves pumped up and stuff. And they're like, just give me the worms. And they start fucking shoving them. Sorry, Isaac, shoving them into your your face and eating them as fast as they can. Like, that's what you would do with the clit. You just Um, just go, go full bore on it. You know, what's funny is I actually never, ever get grossed out. And I'm eating my tilapia and rice right now and I'm actually getting kind of grossed out. Why are you eating your tilapia and rice during the show? I've been meaning to ask because you. Because the show is running, running longer than it's supposed to, and I have to eat. Mm-hmm. I'm a bodybuilder. Remember, this is a We're almost week. done. We're almost we done. Just, where you can just starve yourself. We're almost done. i got to give a, a, a little extra shout-out to uh, Catlin Akeley, who wrote us. I'm reading some of these messages that people wrote on the Facebook fan page that I didn't notice before. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, just thought I would let you guys know, my boyfriend Shane Royce forced me, in capital letters, forced me to listen to Iron Empire Radio when we took road trips Made me hate my life. And then I realized how hilarious you guys are, and I'm a huge fan now. Keep it up. Ha ha. That's nice, right? I like girl listeners. I have to send a shirt. Shane Royce is the poor guy who I haven't sent a shirt to. He's been asking for over a month. We need to make some shirts for Iron Empire Radio. I have a feeling they'd be very popular. Yes, we should. And you know what? If we do make them, we're going to make like some really put, nice, high quality ones. We won't even make a dollar. So many fucking pros on them. That'll be on the back. So many fucking pros. I think that um, I think that we will not make a dollar on them. I think we'll get some really nice ones. Charge like fifteen dollars each. It'll cover the shipping and the t-shirt, and we'll just like do the do the least possible Jewish thing, just so that we can have a lot of people wearing the shirts. What do you think about that? I like that idea. Yeah, I just want people to wear them. So. Uh, that would be that would be cool to go to a show and see people wearing. If I can get somebody 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 to mail them out for me, then they can do whatever the fuck they want with them. Sorry. Absolutely, I agree with that. Um, let's go to our next questions. The other questions didn't really match uh, anything for BLP. That's part of the reason I let him go. Um, let's see. I don't. We got a lot of bodybuilding questions this time. I don't know why. Um, there's so many bodybuilding questions. Uh, people want to know about what do we think of a magazine exclusive magazine contracts. Um. I am not going to. Uh, I don't. Well, think I'm going to ask Dave that stuff. Ask Dave. Yeah, ask Dave. That's a good ask Dave question. We don't like anything exclusive unless you're getting paid a lot of money. Um, yeah. 
Let's see. How about uh, sex with a pregnant woman? Spencer Barrett, of course, asking about sex with my uh, fiance. Um, mm-hmm. Typical Spencer Barrett style. Uh, yep. Look, he's got three likes from different people. Like liked his comment about. Uh, he also wants to know if you have any stories of banging pregnant girls. You want me to go first, or you want to tell your stories first? You you can go first. I got to think for a minute. Um, you're not sure if you banged a pregnant girl before? I don't know. I might have. Well, I certainly have. I can tell you, I definitely have. Um, it, I'm, I'm begging more, more and more pregnant girl every day. It's surprising. Um, so, what is it like being a pregnant? Some you'll be interested. You probably already know this. Like, I'm going to tell you anything about porn and sex and stuff. Guys actually like uh, some guys like have a fetish for for having sex with pregnant women. Did you know that? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, there's there's pregnant uh, websites and stuff. Pregnant porn. I I kind of seen stuff like that. Like when you go to xnxx.com and I like Mm -hmm. see a pregnant chick, like one of the things I always don't, I like look away. I don't want to, you know what I mean? I don't like click them and like watch them. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't have that like uh, inquisitiveness that you do. I only watch the porns that I'm actually interested in jerking off to. You know what I mean? You actually look at the weird ones just to like check them out. I don't do that. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, so I've seen that there is that kind of thing, but now that I actually have a pregnant chick and, and a cute pregnant chick, I've had a lot of people tell me for whatever reason that, that they have this kind of like fetish and two, uh, two of my friends, uh, one person that, you know, you know, pretty well, and I'll, I'll have to tell you off the air told me that he, uh, he has never found his girl more attractive sexually than when she was full blown pregnant. Um, so what's it like? Um, it's definitely not having like having sex with a fat chick. It's different because she's not fat everywhere. You know, she's got the big belly, um, or it's getting bigger all the time. It was a small belly. It's now it's a pretty decent sized belly, and it's on its way to being a very big belly. The one thing I will I will tell you, PJ, is that uh, this is kind of graphic, I suppose, but it's it's kind of like tighter in there. You know what I mean? Like there's some swelling going on inside, and uh, and that's a good thing. And I feel like mm-hmm. there's more uh, juices going down there. I hope she's not mad that uh-huh. I'm saying this, you know, now that I'm saying it. Like, I, I hope I'm not getting myself in trouble as I'm saying it. I could be a lot more graphic, but I think you, everybody and you get the get the picture. Um, there you go. Yeah, I mean, uh, and also uh, uh, a bonus, in my opinion, uh, is that when they're pregnant, the boobs get swollen. I knew you were going to say that. Yes, her boobs are very big now. They're... She actually wants, as soon as they're, because um, she has a C cup of fake, fake boobs. She's got a C cup, yeah. fake boobs. She Now that she likes them, she wants to, after the baby, you know, comes out and breastfeeds and everything, she wants to get them bigger. And I'm actually in favor of it. At first, I thought that her boobs are big enough. But now that I see them, you know, swollen up, uh, I'm uh, I'm in favor of going like a little bigger or maybe even one, maybe a D. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go for it. Push the limit. I'm not going to push the limits. We're not pushing any limits, but we'll go D. Push it to the limit. You like like 900 cc's a piece. Thousand. The you like thousands the ruined me. I, ever since I had those, uh, what were they, 1200s? Those big ones. You called yeah, me right ever, after. Ever since I got those, remember? Uh, that, was just, that was like kind of ruined me. It like messed me up because ever since then, I've always thought boobs were like small. Even girls with like big, big, big like girls that think they have big boobs, like like yeah, I'm a double D. I'm like yeah, your boobs are small. <laughs> um, ever since those boobs, because they were just so like, big. Um, but uh, yes, I love the big boobs. 
uh, I don't uh, expect to ever date anybody with boobs as big as that girl's boobs were. Uh, you don't really meet girls with boobs like that uh, all that often. Uh, but yes, that was a, that was a big deal for me. I did call you afterwards, huh? Yeah, right after. You were very excited about it. I remember. What did I say? What did like, I say? You're like, I just fucked this girl with the biggest tits you have ever seen in your life. You described the whole scene to me with her riding you and you watching the huge boobs bouncing and the whole thing. I remember it. This is right after the gym, right? Right? This is after the gym, right? You went to her house after the gym. Yeah, I remember. You went to you went to uh, Steve Weinberger's gym and uh, you yeah. left there and you went over to her house and you screwed her. And you were surprised at how easy it was to leave. I remember the whole story. Yeah, it was like too good to be true. It was, you, <laughs> and I'll like, tell you what. Sometimes in life, when something is, seems too good to be true, it more often than not is too good to be true. But in this rare situation, it was not. The girl never wound up being crazy. Uh, she never turned into a stalker or anything. Um, she did um, say at a later date... Uh, that she had a crush on me for a long time, and that she had hoped that I wanted to pursue something with her after that, uh, and that she understood that I didn't, and so for that reason, she didn't want to do anything again, uh, which was fine, because I already accomplished what I had to accomplish. Um, but she didn't cry or turn crazy or stalk me like a lot of those girls used to do in any way. She was like, and I, and I was like, you know, uh, it was a good, quick little time that, that, that you know, will certainly be in my memory banks forever. Good, good. Uh, a lot of times what will happen is you'll get in these situations, right? And it'll be like, oh, this is too good to be true. But, but you do it because you're dumb, because guys are dumb. And then what happens is they start showing up at your house. They start, like, you know, calling, you know, people and, like, talking bad about you and you know, crying and blowing up your spot and showing up places where you are. I learned this when I was young. Uh, and it scared me away. You didn't learn. Are you kidding me? You didn't learn it and scare you away. No, it happened to your whole life. Uh, I've been pretty good. I haven't had any too much oh, bad luck. Are you kidding I, me? Are you kidding me? I'm trying to think of who the last bad one was. I'm not even going to go through all of them, but there has been a, quite a few. I don't really have too many too many stalkers though. I could list off a few right now, but uh, all right, I mean, that's good. if that's what you think. If you hey, it's all a matter of perception, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I think you might be me. thinking of. A, I think you might be thinking of a certain somebody. Uh, that you perhaps might have known a little bit as well. <laughs> we I both didn't... we both knew her, not together, but we knew her separately. <laughs> but I I didn't think that she was that bad. I did think that she was crazy. Yeah. Uh, but in a different way than you did, and um, I think that she was certainly. I think you liked her more uh, than I did. I did. I liked her, and I think that she was. You know what? I think I was. I I think that she is not to be fucked with. <laughs> is what it is. No. So I, I handled that situation very delicately. Uh, yeah, you got worried. You got be, concerned. You got concerned. He could be like, you know, wake up and find, you know, like your cat in the microwave type situation. Find part of your penis. Wake up to your penis being uh, sliced mm-hmm. off. Yeah. I could see I, that. I, 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 I sensed that. So I kept that one as friendly as possible. I remember, I, I'll tell a little story about this one. We're not going to say the name or anything. But... Um, mm-hmm. She was with me at an event, an RX Muscle event, and people out there mm-hmm. might be able to, if they narrow him down, if they look, yeah, they could you, probably, you should probably not, you should probably not get too specific. Yeah, that's yeah. Funny. There's not that many. There's for a, your own, for your own yeah. safety. So anyway, this girl was uh, was with me, and um, 
she had kind of been bothering me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I was no longer having fun with her. And she came out to this event that wasn't by her home. She was with me. And uh, Dave was with me, of course, and some other people. And uh, you know how I am. I'm, I'm a very nice guy. You know, I don't get angry very easy. I'm, I'm pretty easygoing and stuff. And um, she, me and Dave had been doing work. And she had to wait in the hotel room. She could have done whatever she wanted, but she chose to wait in the hotel room. So when I got back, she was like being like angry and like pissed off at me that I, that I had taken so long working and that I should have come back and like catered to whatever she wanted me to do with her. And this was just like the last straw. And, uh, like I said, I don't get angry easy. I'm not like a mean guy. You're way meaner than me. No doubt about it. And, uh, and so I, I just, I just got fed up. I was like, fuck it. That's it. I was like, that's it. So I was like, okay, get your shit and get out. She's like, what? I was like, yeah, get your shit, man. Get your stuff, pack it up, get the fuck out of here. She's like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. It's like, look, I'm not trying to be mean, but you need to leave. I was like, you can't stay here tonight. And she was like in shock. And it it just had gotten to that point. And I was like, look, I'm not trying to be mean, but you got to go. And she kind of like started, wanted to negotiate for a little while. And finally she got, she realized I was serious. I was like, listen, me and you are not meant to be together. Um, and, you know, it's time to go. And, and so she packed up her stuff and left. She was like in shock and left. And I told Dave and people with us, and they were just, they were, they were in shock too. So, like, for me to do that, you know, you know how, much, how, how bad it must have been. Yeah. Uh, for me, to, you know me. For me to do that and make her, like, get up and go at night and leave the hotel room. So that, that just gives you an idea of what we were dealing with. You just didn't get to know her that well. You only got to know her, uh, you got to know her very well in the biblical sense, but you didn't get to know her well, mm-hmm. um, in the like personality sense because you spent what a few hours with her total. Yes. Yeah. So I think you'll have to take my word for it when I tell you, um, you, you, uh, got out well. You did all right. Yeah. I've heard a few stories from a couple other people that we know that, uh, more than enough for me to know that I got out at the right time. Yeah. Um, anyway, that that's uh, that is uh, another story that, or, or more detail than that, uh, we can't talk about right now. So <laughs> kind of funny. I, I, I uh, this is off, slightly off the subject, but it just it's funny because you brought it up earlier. Uh, I'm just glancing through Facebook here, and um, there's uh, pictures of uh, Michaela Soto eating a uh, green uh, cake. That I'm assuming is probably green for her species colors is one of the species girls that that could have been one of the girls uh you know that we used uh in our little uh pick a girl from the species are, thing that we were talking are, about earlier. are you trying to tell me that michaela soto is is that gross to you uh if you look at her in the pictures that i'm looking at right now i think that you agree that she was pretty gross um <laughs> i think if you if, i think if you never saw her before you possibly wouldn't think she's gross I think if you, uh, like myself, uh, had been a fan of her uh, pornographic material that she did earlier, uh, when she was actually very attractive, what has she, she has uh, grown into is quite frightening uh, because she, she changed from a uh, very uh, sexy Latin porn star to kind of a, she looks like a dykey librarian that like did some jail time. <laughs> Well, I see her in a lot of shows, so I'm not going to make any comment on on Michaela Soto. So I'll move right on from there. But uh, I I would definitely pick 
just to tell him, like, if Michaela Soto's listening, I would pick can I her. Can I tag you in a picture real quick, and then you can untag yourself in it? No, no, don't tag me any pictures of Michaela Soto, please. I um, just want you to see what I'm talking about. I'll look. I'll look at her page. But I, I, I'm going to say that I would choose Michaela Soto any day over a really hot transsexual. So just so you know. Okay. Um, right. I got some other questions. Let's do two more. You want to do let's, one let's, more let's or two start more? Rat, let's start wrapping rat, 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 rat this up. This is one more or two more? Hand. One more or two more? One more, one more, one more. So right. next one we'll, go next with, we'll go with Rob Rob Holt. Uh, he says, do big girls go the extra mile in bed compared to the skinny ones? Now, I know for a fact, as we've talked about it before, you definitely have me beat as far as the size of the girl because you've 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 handled a very large woman before with, with the Facebook chick, yeah. right? Yes, yes. Um, There's now, no way that you ever even came close. No, I've had, I've had two... I thought of this question. I thought I've had two chicks... They were both what I would say chubby. One of them was like five two, one forty, which I would consider chubby. Um, That's the anorexic compared to the, my my girl. I, I know your girl could eat that girl. Um, and then the other the other one was like five eight, one sixty five, which is also not that not that bad compared to your girl. So. I, I'm going to let you go first on this one because you have more experience. I have a feeling you've probably been with a bunch of chubby girls, so or fat girls. So tell. Yeah, tell it's the size of the size of the girl is irrelevant. Uh, it's all about the personality and and what they got going on inside them. Um, you know, the, I've been with chubbier girls that were good, and I've been with chubbier girls that were bad, and I've been with small girls that were good, and I've been with small girls that were bad. You know what I mean? And um, it's it's really all about the girl. You know. So you're not gonna you're not gonna generalize whatsoever here, huh? No, 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 certainly not. I mean, I, I could tell you. Um, Will a chubby girl work without, harder to please you than a hot? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been with like older women that were like in their forties that were like you know newly divorced and have never been with like a you know like machine bodybuilder before. They were like super thankful and appreciative of like the opportunity that they had. So they kind of like <laughs> worshipped me a little bit, which is fun in a way. Um, but, uh, to be honest with you, the, 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 I have found, uh, that the women that are the best in bed are women that are, uh, active, uh, as far as working out goes. Uh, and there's actually a lot of study behind that as well. It's uh, there's a lot of research behind it. The women that work out and train hard with weights, um, have more of a sex drive. They, uh, their bodies produce a little bit more testosterone. They're more sexually aggressive. Uh, so usually if you can find a girl in the gym, a girl that's fit, She'll be good at having sex, and it'll be a fun time. Uh, I'm going to concur. I concur. I don't think that it has anything to do with size. I think that um, I think that it could be a little girl could be good, a fat girl could be good, a fat girl, etc., etc., et cetera, so on. Yeah, uh, yeah. PJ, I know you're ready to go. Um, although it's still early there, we're going to end the show, and uh, I think it was a good one. I think this was an interesting one. I think BLP. Yeah, I thought this was a, this was a very good one, actually. Good. Good. I'm happy that you were satisfied with it. I'm satisfied with it. Especially considering I was in a bad mood earlier today. Yeah, you're in a very bad mood. Almost, people don't know, but we almost didn't do the show. You were in such a bad mood that you wanted to wait till tomorrow. Yeah, I was like getting ready to have a nervous breakdown. The amount of things that weren't going my way today. I just Nothing was going my way. I had to, uh, I wanted to send uh, my buddy Guy some money. And uh, he doesn't have a PayPal account, which is so annoying. And uh, so he was like, just send me cash, the mail. I was like, that's stupid. So um, I'm you like, you can set uh, up a PayPal account. It's easy. Yeah, I'm like, I can't believe I have a fucking PayPal. So I'm like, just give me your your uh, your bank account, and I'll just go, go online and I'll do it right. 
So go to do it online. You'd think this would be an easy, easy thing. I have Wells Fargo. He has uh, Bank of America or whatever it is. They're all, you can do it online. Simple little transaction. No. For some reason, I had to verify who I was. Even though I have my credit card and everything else, I have my account information, I have to go and talk to this person who, who I have to answer a question that supposedly I put in. And the question was, what is your father's mother's maiden name? I'm like, I would never put that question in. I don't even know my dad. Like, I barely know my dad. I, I would never put that question in. The guy's like, well, sir, that's the question that we have listed here. And I'm like, is, are you kidding me? Is there another question? <laughs> and the guy's like, uh, I can go to the next one, but if you don't get the next one, then we're not going to be able to get you in the system. And I was like, well, I'm on my computer. How can you not get it in on yours? And he's like, well, sir, you know, this is for you know security measures. What is your mother's birthday? I'm like, oh, easy, March 27th. He's like, that's incorrect. And I'm like, dude, my mom's birthday is fucking March 27th. And he's like, it's coming up incorrect. And I was like, well, obviously, you have a problem with your computer, you know? And the guy's like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go into the bank and, and handle this. I'm like, that's so annoying. I actually told the guy. I go, I go, I can't tell you how annoying this is because I'm pressed for time today. So then I had to go into Wells Fargo, right? And I, I already was pressed for time. I had to go to the post office um, to mail something. I had to go to get this massage, a deep tissue massage, because Derek couldn't see me this week. I'm all beat up. And um, the line at the bank, I just said to the lady what I wanted to do. <laughs> I was like, is this going to take more than like one minute? Because if it is, I'm just going to leave. And she was like, um, yeah, it's going to be more than one minute. And I was like, okay. And I just <laughs> turned around and walked out. So uh, I was like, hey, did you send me that money? And I just didn't even respond to the text. So <laughs> <laughs> The easiest thing to do would just be go to his bank. Like, take your cash, go to his bank. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to do tomorrow. He gave me his account number, and I'm just going to go to his bank and do it. I'm actually giving him more money than he needs because I'm nice and, I, I'm, you know, he did me a favor, so I'm helping him out. Um, but I just can't believe that I couldn't do it online, like, like the, the, the hassle that I had to go through. I am I, the, the logical next question would be, what's the money for? But we're not going to ask that at this point. It was for um, a sexual favor that I wanted his uh, wife not on. Oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa! You're gonna get you're gonna get very upset with you with that one. Uh, he would not like that. Very no, much. no, not at all, not at all. Um, anyway, so uh, that's good. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad we ended the night. This is really a cathartic thing for you, PJ. I knew that if you did the show, you would end the show feeling relieved, better, and uh, clear headed. So. Yeah, I mean, I've been, the, the, the past 10 minutes, I have been uh, completely naked, flexing my hamstrings in different positions in the mirror, uh, and uh, I'm pretty pleased with the uh, separation that I have going on right now. So that is the advantage of doing the radio show with the earphones in rather than having a microphone. So we might have to wait a few more weeks until the shows are over. No, 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 um, no. That's what, see, we'll be so much better on the radio, too, because I'll have your full attention. You won't be able to, like, you know, do anything else. It'll be great. I have a, I have a really dirty beard going on right now, like a, like a, a, a homeless person's beard. Yeah, you don't, you, uh, uh, you don't grow a beard like I do. I have, like, a real beard. You have, like, little spots. I have a California, it's like a, Cal, this is a perfect beard for California because it's like a lazy-looking beard. You should. And, um, uh, I haven't shaved. I haven't shaved in like almost a week. Now you just need I, a tie dye shirt, like a Grateful Dead shirt, and you'll be set. No, what I, do they I wear? They wear. These, there's, there's all these little. There's all these little like stores that you can get shirts like that. You know, little there's. A, you told me there's a particular type of shirt that is very popular there. What, what am I talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? 
There's a particular type. You told of... me. You said look around the restaurant. Oh yeah, uh, everybody wears flannels. Flannel. Everybody wears flannels. You look like a real lumberjack. Yeah. yeah, flannels and stupid, stupid hats. Stupid, like trucker hats or like just stupid, stupid hats. You're not a hat guy. I like think, me. You don't wear hats. Do you? I think everybody looks like shit out here. <laughs> You're like me. You don't wear hats, do you? No, I, I look horrible in hats. I, my head is shaped weird. Like when I put a hat, a hat on, there's no hat that can go on my head and, and look good on me. It's just like impossible. Same thing with sunglasses. And people don't believe me. And then I, I'll bring them. I'll be like, come on, we'll go to like, like lids or like sunglass hat and just, just for shits and giggles and do it. And you'll see how funny it is. Because I've had this happen my whole life. Like I just have, a, there's something about the shape of my head. I don't know. The hat just sits weird on my head and the sunglasses don't really fit right on my face. Huh. So it just never looks right. It just doesn't look good. It just I look like an asshole. Well, I guess um, I don't. I don't know if they look bad on me. I just never uh, feel the need to buy expensive sunglasses. So I think that, that you should start wearing um, like a like a bandana, like kind of like halfway, like Carlos Lapone does. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, like a little bit, like like kind of like thuggish, you know? Like, yeah. like thug it up a little bit. Yeah, okay. That sounds that's really that's that's playing to my normal nature of being thuggish. I so can see would, you I can see you like pulling that one off. And like and um I could wear sunglasses all the time like Sean Ray. I could do some pull of that off. In, in, inside, inside, yeah. Yes. Sean Ray Sean Ray is so uh his future's so bright he has to wear shades. You know what I'm saying? I used I used to joke around with Evan, I had this joke that like you know how people have their little things, you know, Sean Ray has his, his like sunglasses. Like I used to think it would be hilarious. I, I wanted to just everywhere I went carry around a silver briefcase. Just everywhere <laughs> I went, and and have people be like, "What the fuck is in that briefcase?" And I would never ever reveal what was in it. And then one day, I wanted to just open it up casually in front of everybody, and have there just be like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich inside there. It should be filled with posing trunks. Just <laughs> <laughs> just carrying around like why why does he always have that silver briefcase like everywhere he goes? I think it would be funny if next time we see Sean Ray, we can like if we see him inside with sunglasses, we can like like surreptitiously go around the corner and then both put our sunglasses on and like walk by him, give him like a head nod. You know, we're all wearing sunglasses. Inside. <laughs> I think it would be funny to shine a flashlight in his face when he has sunglasses on, <laughs> like a laser yeah, light. A laser were, light. Yeah, and think, oh, good thing you were prepared for that, huh, Sean? <laughs> That's what you're waiting for this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, PJ. Uh, it's time for the show to end. We, this is actually. Did you see? By the way, by, did you see the butt uh, that I put on my uh, my Facebook today? The butt, the butt. Yes, my client uh, Nicole Modillo and her butt. Yes, very nice. I did. Of course, I saw that. I, I click on any butts that I see on Facebook as long that's, as they're female. That's, that's a butt, all right. The only male butts that I see are the pictures that you send me of your of your butt. That's no, it. I, I think it's funny that, that I, I work. I think about this sometimes, you know, if they, if they get offended, if, if they would get offended, but they usually don't, they usually are happy. But I, I'm, I'm working in an industry where when I want to display my work, sometimes I have to put up a picture of a girl's butt and it's like, I'm not even showing her face. Like I almost feel like I, like, sorry, I didn't show her face, but she, she is pretty, but I'm just going to put her butt up instead. Mm-hmm. And, and that actually is like going to get me business, which is hilarious. I actually got three inboxes already from girls saying, I want my butt to look like that. I almost sent you one to my butt look like that. 
So. And you know what I should do is I should take those butts and I should, you know, like the boxers that have like the whatever.com on their back when they fight. I wonder if the NPC would get mad if I had like pjbron.com on like my girl's butts, like as they turned around and their quarter turns and stuff. They, that probably would be not acceptable. They wouldn't want any any, uh, any <laughs> emblems on the buttons. But I got to tell you, you know what you could do that I think is a good idea is I think you should have somebody make one of like the guy who made your uh, that back artwork that they did. I, I think you should mm-hmm. send them all of your various finished product girls' butts. Send them the pictures, their back shots. Tell them you want a collage made out with all of the hundreds okay. of butts and then your picture of you doing the, the, the uh, most muscular in front of all the butts. You know what I mean? Like hundreds of butts. That's a good idea. Right? That's a really good idea. I like it. And then you can put that's Braun a, that, Fitness. That, that's, that's, that's an even better idea than the Bodybuilders Penises website that we were going to do. Yeah. Yeah. The Bodybuilders Penises website, that would uh, that would have been a big seller for uh, Robert, Dr. Sean, I mean, Dr. Sean's community over there. Did we already talk about the Bodybuilder Penis website? I think we, we did on another show. And if we didn't, somebody will call it out and we can definitely talk about it on the next We'll talk about it next week. If you want to hear about Bodybuilder Penis website, it's actually a good idea. I almost don't want to talk about it, PJ, because the idea might be stolen and all those millions will be taken away from us. But if somebody wants to hear it, we'll do it. We'll give away our, our big right. idea. Um, anyway, PJ, it was fun as usual. It's a good show. It ended up being a long show. So uh, obviously you had a good time or else you would have uh, been, uh, you know, Anxious. To, I, I can usually tell when you're anxious to be done. So, yes, um, I have my songs for you already. Whoa, really? Okay, that's good. I'm excited. That means I can edit the show and send it to Jeff, the producer, very quickly. That's good. I like that. Fitting, fitting songs for what we talked about it too. Good, good, good. Darielle will be happy then. All right, I'll be happy. Then. That is it, PJ Braun. Next week we'll have something good worked up. Uh, I've been trying to get uh, Carl Lenore possibly on the show. You know, a lot of people oh, that'll want, be nice. that will be big. If we have Carl. Um, I actually have some potential advertisers to give him money. So if uh, if I am giving him money, he'll definitely have to be on the show, or else he'll get no money. So that will be one way yeah. to guarantee Carl comes on the show. Uh, Dave Pulsinello may be a guest in the near future. He, I'm sure he has plenty of stories. He actually, unlike you, he'll actually have sex with many of his clients. So that could be interesting. You need to, uh, you need to get me those pictures that I requested. Don't yes. say anything more. You know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I know. I know. I've asked for them a couple of times. Uh, maybe if we have him, on, I'll text him and ask him if he, if we can get him on the show and maybe, uh, maybe once I get him uh, on the phone next, I can make sure to remember to get you those, uh, requested pictures. Um, all right, PJ, that's it for this week of iron empire radio. Uh, if you want to get in touch with PJ, you can get PJ Braun fitness at yahoo.com and um are you still doing the lower rates or have you decided to move it up as of right now rates are up as of today as of today so contact pj braun the rates aren't as cheap as they once were but they are still far cheaper than they should be so contact pj braun fitness at yahoo.com or follow braun fitness and that's just at sign braun fitness on twitter because he needs all the help he can get because he is losing to me losing um, follow me at sign Aaron Sigerman. Email me Jubaka at rxmuscle.com. That's it, PJ. That's it. We are out.